it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Peso Profundo podcast. Woo! Yay! <laughs> All right. That yeah. was excellent. Thank you. Um, I am Sam, and I usually don't do the intro, so this was a lot of fun. I am Jonathan, and I usually do, but we were going to change it up today. So it's Today like, he went woo, which is what I usually do. Yeah. Woo. But I'm more, <laughs> my, mine was more of like a woo rather than like a spooky ghost. But it was still good. It was still good. The message oh, yeah, is still there. I'm trying to bring the energy because uh, for this episode, we are happier than ever. Yes, we are. Oh. Ah. <laughs> oh, wait. So you usually do it. So hold on. It's flipped. Sam, yes. you, gotta, you, have, you have to ask me what we're doing. So, Jonathan, what is today's episode about? Today's episode, I'm so glad you asked, Sam, is we're doing Billie Eyelashes Happier Than Ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is yes, so silly. Yes, we are. I'm like so like confused because everything is flopped. But yes, today we're doing Happier Than Ever by Billie Eilish. I almost said Billie Eilish again. Billie Eilish. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how it's written in our doc, too. I don't know. It's just like something fucking, it's like silly and like dumb. Because I always mm-hmm. say like, instead of like Billie Eilish, uh, Eilish, it's, I would say like Bobby Eyelash. So it's just like. <laughs> Bobby <laughs> Eyelash. Oh, but it's a Bobby Eyelashes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we, this is actually, you know, based on our previous music tastes and some of the stuff that we have talked about before us being into, you would think that this is a Sam episode, but nay, it is a Jonathan. <laughs> I have been really trying to branch out my music tastes and listen to something and stuff that I don't ordinarily always go for. And so I, I was it. like, yeah. And we, at the end of the last episode, which last episode, what did we do? What are we doing? What's the last one? Oh, we did our favorites. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. So we did our like our our top hits and stuff like that. So we mentioned Billie Eilish at the like the end of the last episode, which you should go check out. But I, I don't know why it just like stuck in my head. And then I was listening to her in the car, and I was like, "All right, this is this is like a good this is a good one. This is a good transition." So yeah, yeah, Billie's second album. I'm 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 super stoked. Yeah, me too. And I'm I'm happier than ever that you picked this one and not When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? Because even though When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go is my favorite of her albums so far, I feel Ooh. like it's happier than ever is, is very underrated and not talked about nearly enough. So I'm glad that we're diving into this today. Yeah. Which one is that? The, the one that you just said that is her, her, her album that you really like? When I'm we sorry. all fall asleep, where do we go? It's like the one the album covers, like her sitting on the bed and she has like spooky eyes. Oh, her first one, yeah. Okay, I'm like I'm like looking I'm like looking in her stuff, singles, EPs, albums. Ah, uh, yeah, she does. Have, she is very spooky. I like it. Yeah. And she she has some she has some good songs off those off that album. Like, yeah, I really like obviously Bad Guy, um, mm-hmm. which is great. And then you should see me in a crown. Those are like oh, off that's of a that good album. One. Oh, it's, it's very good. My favorite was uh, When the Party's Over, which I mentioned in our favorites episode as one of my honorable Ooh. mentions, which you should totally listen to. Find anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Yes, please go listen to that. And then you can see, like, get a general feeling of, like, what we like, what we don't like, what we don't really. Okay, we don't really talk about what we don't like. Sam, what kind of music don't you like? Like, what, what, what kind of music don't are you not really interested in? Country. <laughs> Wow, that was so fast. Oh, I cannot stand country music. There's like a handful of songs 
an artist that I can tolerate, like some classics, like in a little bit of chicken fried and uh, on a Friday night, what country roads take me home. Oh, that's a good one too. um, Rock me mama like a wagon wagon wheel. Oh yeah. Darius Rucker. Yeah. Those are the only things I can tolerate because they remind me of camp. Everything else I hate. I don't like country music. Do not play that shit around me, please. Uh, oh fuck! Okay, I won't. Okay, uh, I, no, <laughs> Sorry, I won't. I cool. no, 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 good to know. Like you're like drawing that hard line in the sand. You're like, do not fucking ever play this in front of me. No, I won't. <laughs> like, okay, I don't really like country music, although, like with an asterisk, although mm. I enjoy country western music, like cowboy music. Okay, I like that. Yeah, like I, I really like Patsy Cline. Marty Robbins is my favorite. Um, out of out of like the the cowboy guys and then uh i have i'd like patsy montana is another one that i've been getting into and then tennessee ernie ford is mm. like i I've, I've been getting into but yeah like i i also don't really like country i would have to say another genre that i guess i just i don't really i don't really get Okay, not that I don't really get, I just don't super vibe with it, is like super, like super heavy screamo. Like I like metal and I like where like some like screaming can be like used throughout, not well in parts of the song, like maybe not mm-hmm. through the whole thing. But like Ice Nine Kills is a good example of like how you can use like, you know, them using like screamo and then like also having like lyric well not lyrics i don't even know what i'm trying to say they they don't use it through the whole thing is what i'm trying to say so it's like Uh, i just it's i like i don't know it just it's not for me not me personally it's it's so much so much and then like and then there are those like screamo metal bands where like the deeper it goes like the deeper you go down into the rabbit hole like the less you can understand like the the logo or like the uh their insignia it's like it just becomes like it looks like fucking freddy krueger like went to town on the side of a barn and you're like that just looks like scratches so like, oh, <laughs> actually this band i'm like oh fuck i couldn't even tell it's like yeah. um you know those you know those like those eye tests where you're trying to see like the numbers and the colored dots and you're like maybe if i squint my eyes really hard yeah it's like that oh man yeah no i can't really do screamo either but well, I, I guess I also don't really like metal in general. That's like the other genre that I can't really get into. And you like did say most that. kinds of rap I don't like. I do like rap. I do like you rap. You do? Okay. There's like uh, a few a few people that I enjoy, but for the most part it's like not my jam. I like old rap, and that's just because of my parents. Like my mom and my dad, like Beastie Boys, Easy E, Grandmaster Flash, like stuff like that. Like mm. I'm like my one of my favorite rap songs is um uh what the fuck is it? It's not like, oh my God, I can't think of it. But the way that it goes, it, it opens. It's like, you know, uncle, whatever. Can you tell us a bedtime story? Once upon a time, not long ago. Oh, it's really good. I think it's called, mm. no, it's called, it's called children's story. It's really good. But yeah, I like a lot mm. of, um, I like a lot of like classic rap. Also Eminem and like, you know, Snoop and fucking uh, Tupac. Like they're great. But yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I try. I try to I try to keep my mind open. You know what I mean. Love it. But yeah, so like with Billie Eilish, 
you know, I, I know you really like her. And I remember you, I think it was Stevie that you talked about Billy with, like when we were at camp mm-hmm. and, you know, just when people are like talking, you're like in a big group, like you like you tune into other people's convos. And I remember you guys talking about it. And it's when I was like, I only knew like her like biggest hits, like bad guy and stuff like that. But like, I listened to this album and I was like, I was like blown away. I was so pleasantly surprised where I was like, this is really good. Mm-hmm. It's very like, versatile. Yeah. Like, okay, of course, when she wins five Grammys for like in a, in a row, in a night for like all of her shit, like that's just, I just think that's incredible. And obviously like it's, you know, how can you, how can you doubt her, her abilities? Right. Oh, one thing that we found differently in the making of this episode than in others that we have, and Sam, you could probably attest to it, is that there's so much information, like Mm -hmm. to be said that Billy has said, other people have said, like just about the albums, like quotes directly, like from her and her brother Phineas, whether that be coming for like both of their mouths directly or like they, like it was like overheard or whatever, but there's just like so much. And like, a lot of the albums that we've done in the past, we have like struggled to find like the meaning behind certain songs, right? Like, would you would you say so? Yeah, definitely. A lot of it has been like our own interpretation. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, this is just like what we think. But like, even on like Instagram, Billy has talked about it, and like she's done interviews for people and the guardian and like all over the place, like Mm -hmm. just talking about her album. Cause this is her, her sophomore album. And so like, there's just like so much to it. So a lot of it's like, you know, we're, we're trying to interpret as best we can. And that's at least what I tried to do. I like, I, I wanted to like listen to the songs and like try to feel out like what it's about before I like went into you know, like what she said, like explicitly say like, oh, this is like my first thoughts. And then where she says, this is what I was doing. I could be like, oh, okay. It was similar. Yeah. 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 Which is a really cool concept. Um, And I like comparing, you know, what I initially thought a song was about to like what it's actually about from the artist's mouth, like the people who wrote it. Right. Cause it's like, there's one thing, there's, there's something to say about, having an interpretation of it that's purely your own like you're trying to interpret like just how the song comes across to you personally and you're trying to interpret it rather than just explicitly like oh this is what this is what it is like this is what i was trying to say right and it's and i i I think that's more fun sometimes just to be like well like what do you like what do you think like what Mm -hmm. do you what do you think she 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 meant is she talking about herself another person is it a made-up story like i think there's one there's one in here that's like purely fictional that i was like oh shit because i was like damn billy you're getting all up into your into your feely feels but she's like you know her and her brother was like no this is we just we just made this one up and i was like oh yeah okay yeah super interesting yeah, so the the album is really great. There are 16 tracks. We have a lot of ground to cover. So, mm-hmm. oh, we actually didn't even color coat our, uh, our oh, thingy. Oh, yeah. We forgot to do that. Yeah, no, okay, so that's that, a little peek behind the curtain boop, uh, boop. Of, stu- of stuff that we do. <laughs> yeah, we, like, whenever we have our outline and everything, we, like, color code it as to, like, what we're going to say. Like, oh, where I'm like, oh, Sam, I'll do this part, and you do this part, and I'll do this part. So, I mean, Sam, why don't we just, yeah, we're already in the middle of the episode. Uh, so yeah. 
how about we just go have these and then on the songs you know we'll just like play it by ear and i'll like i'll be okay. like Sid, what do you think yeah Jonathan, yeah all right sounds cool. good to me figuring it out on the fly so uh i'll start before we talk about the album that we're getting into, we have to give a little bit of background and history about the artists. We're going to talk about Billie Eilish. So, Billie Eilish, uh, that is not her entire name. I just learned this recently, and I was absolutely tripped up by it. Her full name is Billie Eilish Pirate Baird O'Connell. Mm. And her first name is after her grandfather, which is William William, Bill, Billy, name's Billy. And mm. then pirate. I was like, ooh, maybe that's some sort of like French word like that I'm just not pronouncing correctly. I'm like, no, that's straight up pirate. Um, <laughs> yeah, because apparently it's like something that her, her brother used to say because they used to call like his babysitter pirate and it just kind of like stuck. So Aww. yeah, one of her middle names is pirate. So that's I thought, cute. Yeah, I thought that was fun. So Billie Eilish, it's her first and middle name. So uh, she was born in December 18th, 2001 in, uh, in the Highland Park area of Los Angeles. Growing up, she has always been extremely musical. And she said that, quote, I've been singing since I was a tiny child. And she, that she told, you know, paper magazine. I learned ukulele and piano on my own. My dad taught me some. I've been in choir since I was eight years old. So that's where I learned my technique of how not to ruin my voice. And like, mm. you know. Building the, building the foundation. I don't know anything about singing. And then at the next day, I'll be like belting out into like Disney music in the car. And I'll be like, wow, my fucking throat hurts. I, <laughs> I, it happens to me every time I do Gaston because I do like both parts of like LeFou and Gaston. And by the end, I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that song's uh, rough to sing for sure. Mm. There's quite a few Disney songs that are like really intense. Oh, God. Yeah. Like what, what's what's one of yours where you're like, wow, ouch. Uh, let's see. Anything from, oh, you know what's really hard is, um, which one? Spoon, spoonful of Sugar from Mary Poppins. Oh, yeah. Julie Andrews has like a very high, like melodic voice. It's really hard. Yeah. There's like one part where she's like summoning, not summoning the bird. She's, uh, yeah, oh, she's, she's singing like, the mirror to herself. Yes. And like the bird is like tweeting in the side and she's like, oh. And she hits like this really crazy high note. And I'm like, what Inst the fuck? I can't do that. Yeah, insane. Oh, my mm -hmm. God. An another one of mine is that like, what's the one that Finn and Rapunzel sing in the boat? And at last I, I see, see the light. light. Oh, yeah. I think it's that one. And I tr I've tried to like do Rapunzel's part. And mm -hmm. like, you know, just like doing like my head voice and stuff like that. And I'm like, this hurts. Ouch. So I just have to do Finn's part. <clears throat> Yeah. Or or Eugene. Yes. 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 Eugene. Ah, oh, yes. So, oh my God. If you can't, if you, if you don't like fucking fry or you tear your vocal cords apart, that is like the best thing. Um, True. But Billy grew up homeschooled with her brother Phineas and has always been uh, particularly close to him. Like that even shows, that even shows in their work. Like they work so closely together. Like he's a producer for her and, you know, they are just joint at the hip, which I think is like really heartwarming. Mm -hmm. um, Billy has been a dedicated vegan since she was 12. I just thought I'd throw that in because uh, after the release of the album, she put out uh, vegan dark chocolate bars that had a recipe for her favorite uh, milk, vegan milk chocolate buckies or buckeyes. 
Mm, like that I have no ha- idea what that is. A Buckeye, uh, it is, I'm pretty sure it's like a typically like Ohio-centric like dessert. It's kind of like peanut butter with like chocolate um, like around it. And it kind of looks like a deer, like a deer's eye. Interesting. Yeah, I looked it up because I, I didn't even know what that was. I was like, Bucky's, isn't that like a gas station? No, it's like a, it's a very delicious treat. So for huh. her, yeah. So for her, she does like, you know, vegan, like milk chocolate, peanut butter and like all that. And like, yeah, so it, I, I looked up, it sounds delicious, but like the chocolate bars had the, uh, the album art for Happier Than Ever, like on the chocolate bar. So they, they kind of like- That's really cute. Exactly. So they went like hand in hand. You can get them off of her website. You cannot anymore. I looked. So it was just like for the album. Damn. Oh yeah. She used to be a dancer until she got injured and focused a lot more heavily on her music, which she, it's, I was like, what happened? She, she, did she break her ankle? No, she tore a plate in her hip when she was 13. Ouch. Oh my gosh. Yeah, big ouch. More than just ouch. Like, holy shit. So that's like, that's, that is insane. Like, I wonder, I don't even want to know how that happened. So just like, Mm -hmm. like that is, that is just too much. But now she's, now she's, she's doing really well. So like, I, I couldn't be happier. And pun not intended, but I accidentally stumbled (laughs) into. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. You may be familiar with Billie Eilish's probably honestly at this point her most popular song which is ocean eyes which yes her and her brother put up as their first hit single but they actually put it first on soundcloud in 2015 with the download link for free and they did this specifically for her dance teacher who they did the song for but it unexpectedly took off i remember when ocean eyes was everywhere and they're like oh it's this girl billy she's only 13 like she's so talented and and I was like, whoa. And at first, honestly, I didn't like the song that much at first because right. her voice has such a distinct, soft fairy tone. Okay. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's just, she's a very distinct voice. And I was like, oh, like, I'm not usually into this sort of like wispy fairy voice or whatever. Yeah. Like very um, like ethereal almost. Yeah. But she's actually incredible. So I was wrong. Well, well, and plus, like, okay, so you've listened to her music a lot more than I have. And like you said, you remember when, back then, years ago, when Ocean Eyes, like, just came out. Would you say the quality, would you say that the quality of her, like, music style, like, her singing voice has changed? Like, I would, I would assume so. But just, like, from, from your perspective, like, have you noticed? I wouldn't say that the quality has changed because I think she's always been, I think she's always had a very beautiful voice. Mm -hmm. I think her vocal abilities have been more expressed in her newer stuff. Like before she would pretty much only sing in a lot of her songs, she would use that sort of wispy, Mm -hmm. airy vocal but as she's gotten older and done more music, she's now using her, like her belt and like, you know, using not just her lower alto register, but also going up into the higher register. And you can really tell like how versatile and just incredible her voice is. And I don't think it's so much like a quality thing as it is just like her feeling more comfortable in herself and her music. 
That's super sick. And I can only imagine going from like, you know, what whatever she was doing before when she was like, what, 13, 14? And then yeah. until, until now, like going from, oh, I made this song for my dance teacher to, to now like being one of like the biggest artists in the world, like her technique, like her abilities have like greatly improved. Like she's just, she's just like doing so much more now. And like you said, like, it's just, it's not different. It's just more. Yeah. And that's, that's really, really cool. Yeah. So after the takeoff of Ocean Eyes, she signed with Dark Room, which is a label that works in a partnership with the famed Interscope Records, which was founded in the late 1990s. And some other famous people that are signed with the label are Dr. Dre, Eminem, Lady Gaga, Olivia Rodrigo, Selena Gomez, Kendrick Lamar, and Elton John, among others. I was really surprised at that. I was like, oh man, who's Interscope Records? They must be like underground. And it's like, no, like the some of the biggest artists you've ever heard. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's- Interscope's the big one. Yeah, and I, 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 I tried to like mix up the, uh, you know, like who we had there, like Dr. Dre, Eminem, Lady Gaga, and then I was like, oh shit, Olivia Rodrigo and Selena Gomez. Yeah, super oh, cool. Yeah. What a fantastic lineup. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. like that's that was a that was an an ultimate gain, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Oh my oh, gosh, yeah. yeah. So from there, she released her first EP, Don't Smile at Me, in summer 2017. And as we discussed earlier, her first album, which was released in 2019, is When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? And that's her first full-length album. And it's so good. It won like Mm. eight Grammys or something crazy like that. Crazy. Yeah. And she played a full set at Coachella right after her album dropped and got to meet a slew of other big-name creators that she's also a fan of. Which is super cool to think about. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, just imagine growing up with these artists or like being a super fan of them. Like, like Justin Bieber. I know she's a really big Justin Bieber fan, and he's even like commented oh, yeah. directly like about her. Like, oh, have you ever, ever, have you ever need anything? And like, just imagine if like one of like your idols was just like, yeah, if you ever need anything, like hit me up. That must be surreal. Like, yeah, yeah, my my brain would melt. No, I would pass away, I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like like fucking Endgame, like you just t- turn into dust. Yep. K.O. <laughs> <laughs> like fucking Super Smash? Yeah. Oh my god. Game. <laughs> this game's winner, not Sam. Like, you're like you're like up died. in your be- you're like up in your bedroom at like your parents' house, and they just see- you remember you you know how like when you fall off the stage in like Super Smash Brothers, how there's like that explosion of light. Fucking <laughs> yes. your parents are like downstairs, and like just like big explosion like ripples down the stairs. Like oh shit, what happened? <laughs> K O. Like okay, oh, oh gosh, but yeah. So at the 2020 Grammys, which she was nominated for when we all fall asleep where do we go she won big time she won best new artist record of the year album of the year and song of the year as well as best pop vocal album for a total of five trophies okay so it wasn't eight i was wrong but five is still still, a lot oh and also phineas won awards for producing and engineering so i guess technically seven yeah, exactly. Like all together, like her, like her specifically, but like for her music, like a lot, a lot. Like you've seen that picture of her, like holding all of them, like in her arms, mm-hmm. like they're like her babies, and she's like so proud. She's like, "Hey, check it out! Look what I fucking did!" Yep. 
And I'm pretty sure she was just nominated again for the 2024 Grammys the other day. No for shit. Yeah, for, um, oh God, what's that song from Barbie that she did that's really, oh, what was oh, I made for? Oh, what am for? I made for? Yes. Oh yeah. my God. That song. Okay. Let me just say, um, other than, well, I'll talk about what was I made for first. What was I made for? Watching that in theaters, like with the, um, like, the, the scene, I was crying. I was cr- like, it was so emotional. And I went- still haven't seen Barbie. I'm so sorry. Sam, come on. Oh, I my have a hard time with watching new movies because I have anxiety and sometimes I'm like, maybe I should just I not. can't. <laughs> you need to push yourself to try new things. Come on. I I'll know. Wa- I'll watch it with you. <gasps> also, I don't like movie theaters that much. Really? I love going to the movies. Oh, my God. I liked it, but then I think my brother got bedbugs from movie theater, so now I can't go to one because I'm afraid I'll get bedbugs. See, if it makes you feel better, I have never gotten bedbugs from a movie theater, and I go quite a bit. That's good. Like, we just went to, just recently, last month, we just went to go see the movie uh, Onyx the Fortuitous and the Talisman of Souls uh, mm. on, on the 17th for one night only. It was super cool. But, um, wow. Oh, yeah. It was it was really great. But, um, yeah, I love, I love the movies. And, like, seeing that scene with Billy's song over it, super, super emotional. It was a great movie. Mm. And it was just, it went perfectly. It was, it was so sad. And yeah, it was just great. I, I can't say I can't say better things about it. If you haven't listened to it, listen to it. Oh yeah, that song is so freaking sad. Mm. And then also, um, we didn't write it down, but I'm pretty sure she also did some of the music for Turning Red. You know that movie? <gasps> I love Turning Red. Oh, you did watch Such it. Such a cute one. I did. Yeah. Yeah, it was like for the uh, for for the music uh, of Four Town, which they're like you know like the early two thousands boy band. Mm-hmm. Really, wasn't Phineas the voice actor for one of them? He was. He was. I don't remember which one, but he was. He was the voice for for one of the one of the Four Town group guys. I, That's I'm a Four I'm a Four Townie. I want. I would love to have some Four Town merch. Uh, there's there's a uh, there's a store called Box Lunch that they carry a bunch of like animation and like Dis- especially disney like merch like i know they have mm-hmm. like, they have ghibli they have lord of the rings but they have like four town sweaters and like shirts and i'm like dude i'm a fucking four townie out here like let's go i love i love the music so it's, that's just like another thing where i'm like shit i really like billy eilish's music that's so cute oh yeah it's 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 really great. But like not only that, like one thing I, I like Billy, like I've been watching some of her interviews and like the way that she like talks and holds and carries herself like uh, like some of her interviews with Nardwar. I just watched like the way that she uh, I watched her Colbert interview when she talked about like her album and stuff like that. And just, just the way that she is. I think it's like really cool and like really refreshing just because it's like and I admire the fact that like she's she seems decisive and like what she decides to share about her life, you know, mm-hmm. like she's like keeps some aspects of her life to herself. Like she's super true to herself. She defines her own self-worth and she's been like super outspoken about it. Like this is, this is who I am. Like, this is what I do. You're not going to like drag me down or like drag me down to your level. Like I'm going to do me and that's it. Right. And I'm like, and I think that's, that's, that's so great. Like she just has like this like unshakable quality about her. Yeah. 
So yeah, no, I just, she seems very real. Like I want to be her friend so bad. I think also she would be hilarious. She gives me that kind of vibe. Yeah. She seems absolutely dope as fuck. Like I would, I would love to hang out with her. She seems, she seems really cool. Yeah. Yeah. But let's, uh, let's check out some fun facts about Billy because it's not all buttoned up. Like here's your tragic backstory. Um, It's just some interesting things that we found. Yeah. So Sam, take it away. So some fun facts. The album started production on 1st of April in 2020 and finished on the 16th of February in 2021. Mm-hmm. So under a year, just uh, about. Under a year. Oh, also some of the th- these things that I um, I thought would be good to mention is that like, I remember her talking about the album on Instagram. So like, I literally had to look up like, it's like this, I don't know, I don't even remember what it was. It was like an archive for like past Instagram stories. And I went back like so far to figure out like what she said, because she was like, Oh, ask me about happier than ever. So like, I had to like go back. Mm. I had to go back to 2021. And that's like where some of these things like are from. Shoot. That's a, I kind of forgot that it came out in 2021. For some reason, I feel like it came out sooner than that. It's almost 2024. Oh my, oh my God. Oh my God. The passage of time. It's yep. like, yeah, like literally this feels like it came out like last year. Literally. I know. Uh, Where does the time go? Where does time go? We don't know. I'm don't getting know. older. Keeps on slipping. Yep. Into the future. <laughs> <laughs> I, think we, I think we made that reference like three times in like three separate episodes. It's just too good. Uh, so the inspiration for the album cover is Julie London's Make Love to Me. Very Interesting. Similar. Looks very similar. Cool. Oh, yeah. And two songs that didn't make it onto the album, she revealed were What Fit Between My Future and NDA were the songs What I Want to Hear and Born Blue, which she said she, quote, just couldn't figure these out. Interesting. Yeah, like I, I was like, and I can only, I can only imagine like other fans are probably like frothing at the mouth to be like, Billy, please write these songs. I want to know what you have to say. Literally, I'm like, can you release a deluxe edition of Happier Than Ever? Because best believe I would buy that. <laughs> Fucking Happier Than Ever DLC, where you're like, what do you want to hear? You were born blue. Please tell me what. And so then the fact that we just learned recently, and it was it was mm-hmm. something that you even questioned too. Like I just and it's it's something that, you know, we we are gonna do a future episode about. Yes. Billy actually has synesthesia, which is she described it around like everything you can relate everything to a color, shape, number, smell, temperature, temperature, anything like that. So she assigned colors to the songs. So mm-hmm. basically when she like I don't know if it's when she like writes the song, she like hears or sees a color. I don't I'm very confused with how synesthesia works. Because it's such a foreign concept. Like it's just it, it's not something that we experience. It's it is, and it's very subjective. So I'm like, uh, I'm like, I don't understand. But so she does have synesthesia, which is super cool. But so some of the colors and the tracks that she assigned. Yeah, this is this no. This is basically us like going also going over the track list at the same time. Yeah, that makes sense. So, getting older is the, is the first track. She says that's a muted baby blue. Number two is I didn't change my number, which is a dark brown or red. Number three is Billy Bossa Nova, which is a dusty rose pink. My future, which is purple and gold. Oxytocin, which is dark brown or red. Number six is Goldwing, which is gold. Number seven is Lost Cause, which is golden brown or orange. 
Number eight is Haley's Comet, which is a sleepy, dreamy, purpley blue. I like that one. Number nine. I like that one, too. Not my responsibility, which is anything harsh or dark. Just like harsh, like harsh colors, like lighting. Like, yeah, that's. Yeah. Yeah. Which I totally, totally could see. Totally. I mean, I can't really see because I don't have synesthesia, but you know what I mean. (laughs) You can imagine. Yeah, I could. I could picture it. Um, Number 10 is overheated, which is dark gold, brown and red. Number 11, everybody dies is sad blue or black. 12 is your power, which is tan. 13 is NDA, which is purple. Mm -hmm. She also said NDA, but I don't know if is NDA color. I don't know. I don't think so. (laughs) It is is now. Billy said so. Yep. NDA is a color confirmed. Confirmed. Hashtag confirmed. Yep. Therefore, I am is orange. Happier than ever is a tan or crazy black. And 16 male fantasy is a light blue. That's really interesting. So it's yeah. like, so for, for the listeners, it's something to keep in mind. Like maybe like just while you're listening to the song, listening to the album, like close your eyes, like try to imagine it. Cause this is, you know, it's, it is, you know, straight from Billy's senses. Like this is what she was feeling and thinking when she was like writing and doing these songs. And then even then for her first release party, you know, the release party for her first album, it was based around it because she said that like, Everything had a number, a color, a shape, a smell, a temperature, like different rooms and stuff like that. Like that, this, that is exactly what she was like going for. And I think mm-hmm. that's like so dope. Like, cause it's, it's like, just imagine being there, like at that party, like it's her taking you like into her mind, like what she's feeling and like what she experiences and you're experiencing like the song at the same time. Like, I just, I just think that's like absolutely nuts. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's so crazy. Like I can't even... I literally, like, I can't even. Can't even. Like, yeah, I can't even. I can't even. I can't. I can't even. Well, it's like I can only imagine. It's kind of like describing colors to people who are blind. I am a seeing person, but like, just imagine it's it's something that you've never experienced, and you're having to be like, you know, she's telling us what the colors are, so you go. Yeah, of course. Billy, you know, Billy Bossa Nova is dusty rose pink. Yeah, sure. But like you, maybe you can't even feel it. So you just like have to be like, yeah, this is how it is. That's yeah. It's really cool. In the episode, which we do synesthesia, we will dive much more heavily into it because you have a friend who has synesthesia. I do. Uh, my best friend, Sean, has synesthesia, which is really cool. And I remember, I can't remember what album it was, but there was one time we were going over Mm-hmm. It's sort of like the same thing, like an album, and he was rattling off like what colors they are, and I was like, "What do you mean this one is maroon? <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Yeah, what do you we- mean maroon five is purple, not maroon? <laughs> They're maroon. It's in the name. <laughs> oh my god, you're gonna have to like talk to him a little bit about like you know what it is, and then we can like bring it to the peoples. Yeah, that'd be oh. super cool. Oh, totally. So Billy, when asked the question, what did you get inspired to write the album or when did you get inspired? Uh, She showed that she started to write my future first on April 3rd, 2020 and said my future was really the icebreaker I needed for myself creatively. And from then it all just flowed so naturally and perfectly. Mm. Like that, I can just imagine like what is my... My future, that one is, oh, I see. So I'm, I, I passed our favorites, so I was like, huh, which we'll get into. 
which it is it's awesome we will talk about it in a bit but yeah uh, someone, uh, someone, someone even thought to ask, like, what's the weirdest background sound? Uh, and she said, if you listen closer, you can hear Shark, which is her dog. Very cute dog. I, I, I love him. He has a little sweet face. Yeah. Barking when he was a puppy because he used to sit outside of the studio while they were recording. So he actually just barked in the middle of a take and they kept it and repeated it. Oh, that's so sweet. I know. Little man, he's immortalized forever. He made it. He made it. He, he made did it. it. Uh, one, one of the one of the big stars. Uh, criminally underrated. I, I think Shark should uh, should have his credits on the album. Mm-hmm. Sweet man. Agreed. Oh yeah, agreed. Um, according to her, her label did not have any input on the album. Just imagine what that's like. Like to mm. be, to be a creator and you want to put like certain things out, but your album is like, no, you can't do this. This is like too risque. This is like too this that and the other thing, and it's like very restricting like on you because it's like I, I can only imagine that like your music is a reflection of yourself, and for that to for them to be like, no, like we we can't, we can't do this, is just I can't even imagine what kind of icky feeling that is. Yeah, but the fact that they didn't have any input on the album, excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So, Fantastic. 100, 100% Billy start to finish. Mm-hmm. And then I threw this in because I thought this was super silly. Um, she was portrayed in the UK show Spitting Image in 2021 besides uh, Ed Sheeran and Grimes. Oh. Do you know what Spitting Image is? Mm-mm. Wait, is Spitting Image, is that like you, if you look like someone? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's 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 the term spitting image that like, oh, if I said like, oh, my God, Sam, you're the spitting image of your mom. Like that means like you look exactly like your mom or like mm-hmm. very similar. So like spitting image, it's a show about puppets, like basically caricature puppets of celebrities. So they like take like a, whoever the celebrity is and like exaggerate their features and proportions or whatever. And so she was like behind like you know, beside Ed Sheeran and Grimes on a tour bus about like modern pop stars. Like they don't know anything about her, but they just decided to use her because she was like a super like up and comer. And it was, it's, 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 it's kind of funny. It's like very silly. Hmm, that mm-hmm. is fun. Oh yeah. I'll do the awards and then you take the release. Cool. All right. In, uh, in 2021, she won from the Music Daily Awards Best Album. In 2022, from iHeartRadio Music Awards, she won the Alternative Album of the Year and the Nickelodeon's Kids' Choice Awards Favorite Album. And those are both hmm. in 2022. So does that mean she has a blimp? Yes, she does. That's so sick. Oh, well, I always wanted a blimp when I was a kid. Two things that I always wanted when I was a kid when it comes to awards is the Nick Kids' Choice Award blimp and then the Newgrounds tank. Oh, my God. I wanted them. Mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> I will still take a blimp. Mm. Stream something saucy on uh, Spotify so I can get a Kids' Choice Award. Oh, yeah. Let's get her out there. Something saucy saying yeah. on Spotify. That's thank like, you. Thank oh, you. That, well, that's a lot of S's. If I was a snake, I would have trouble. <laughs> something saucy by snake and fuck. <laughs> something saucy by Sam on Spotify. Fuck. Something saucy by snake. <laughs> something saucy. Yeah, that's the cover. Something saucy by snake. Slither as slime as snake as snake. I'm a you know that video. Oh, of course. I'm a, I'm a snake. <laughs> I'm a snake. I hope he's doing really well. Oh my god. Like only, I just hope he's doing so well. Only the best things. Sam, do you know how snake dance? Mm-mm. Snake dance is like like you're slithering. Snake oh, dance. I see. Yeah, so, <laughs> so like if you ask me or Caitlin, I'd be like, ah, oh, snake dance, I'd be like. 
you have to like keep your arms at your side? Uh, yes. Cause, Amazing. Because snake, snakes don't have arms or legs. So you gotta That's get, true. You gotta like do like a little wiggle forward. Like, ooh. That's ooh. true. It's a little dance. <laughs> yes. So the release of Happier Than Ever, Billy said the music, which she writes with her brother and Grammy winning producer Phineas, will reflect the long period of isolation and time away from touring. She said on the Stephen Colbert show, show, the Stephen, Stephen Colbert, Colbert show. <laughs> Colbert show in February, quote, I don't think I would have made the same album or even the album at all if it weren't for COVID. That doesn't mean it's about COVID at all. It's just that when things are different in your life, you're different. So that's, so that's just how it is. So I have to thank COVID for that. And that's about it. And so oh, yeah. Phineas told Billboard at the American Music Awards, quote, I think so far in album two, there's just a lot of stories we felt we didn't get to tell yet. We're just trying to tell all those and we're being a little bit experimental. I think if you're not trying to change things a little bit, you're not evolving. So I think we're just trying to embrace everything that we are proud of in our music and also just try new things and experiment and give people stuff to look forward to. I just stalled for a minute. Oh my god! Yeah, I just watched like the, the gears in your brain just grind to a halt. Like you read that last quote, and then I just fucking saw your eyes drift in two different directions. I'm like, holy shit, Sam, are you okay? Drink more oh, of your Jesus. tea. Drink more of your Bev. Oh, I don't even feel that tired. I just feel like my brain is drained. Yeah, you know? Like, Do you guys ever feel like that, listeners? Oh my god! Only all of the time. Yeah, like yeah. Just where, where you're just like mentally exhausted. Like you feel you can feel fit as a fiddle, but it's just like. I can't, I can't even today. I can't yeah. even, I can't odd. I just, I'm just going to lay face down. <laughs> <Even> I, <can't. laughs> I, I just need to lay face down on the ground just for a little bit. I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. That's like the other day at work, my coworker was trying to help me write an important email and he was like, Oh, something, something like, I forget what we were talking about, but basically we were talking about rows, like, like, like a row, you know? Oh, I thought, I thought you were like the flowers. Well, that's what my brain kept trying to type it as. Oh shit! But I knew that it was like not rows it. of like like a row, yeah, and not like the flower. And I so I just kind of sat there for like a minute, and he was like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> yeah, just like sitting there trying to process like this like, like fucking dial-up modem sounds coming from your ears. Be like yeah. Sam, Anyways. please come back to us. <laughs> so sorry for just short circuiting. That's okay. Um, the glitch in the matrix a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I just watched Donnie Darko again last night, and oh, never that... seen it. What? I know. I'm sorry. I know. I know. This is one. This okay. is one. Of the, this is one of the things that you get to flame me over because, like, I think it was in one of the episodes that we want to do, which is like movie soundtracks. Mm -hmm. Like, you specifically put Donnie Darko, and I was like, mm -hmm. "Oh, that sounds cool." And you seemed really pa okay. Little spoiler alert. You seemed like really passionate about it. And you're like, "Oh yeah, Donnie Darko," and I was just like agreeing with you. I was like, "Yeah, that sounds cool." I didn't want. I was embarrassed to be like, "I don't know what that is." Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Don't ever feel embarrassed. It's okay. I'm, just like, I'm, su I'm surprised Donnie that you haven't seen Donnie Darko because I feel like that's your kind of vibe. It's Ooh, like, thanks. Yeah, it's but it's such a good movie. But it it like fucks with my head because it, <laughs> like the plot of the movie like it really makes no sense. Oh, so I feel like I short circuited a lot last night. Oh god. Oh yeah. See, that's probably you. Just we just need to give you a hard reset, and then you'll yeah. be right as rain. Yeah, because the whole thing's about time travel and like my brain does oh, not that's understand already time travel. Fucked. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. all I know is that there's a bunny with a scary face. That's all yeah. I Yeah. 
Yeah, he's his name's Frank. He's pretty spooky. That's is that really his name? Yeah. Wow. Well, shit. Yeah. That just said that literally sounded so made up. You're like, yeah, there's a bunny. His name's Frank. It's like okay. <laughs> it does kind of sound All made right, up. Fucking don't tell me what his name is. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really Frank. Okay. Uh, so Billy also said the album quote feels exactly how I want it to. There isn't one song or one part of the song that I wish was this or that. I wish it was that. Like I wish it was this or I wish it was that. That's oh, n- I totally short circuited <laughs> again and read that wrong. That no, I wish it was this or down. that I wish it was. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Well, and plus, like with what Phineas says, like they're being a little bit experimental. Like it really shows because like, a lot of the songs are like wildly different in tone. Like, mm-hmm. which is it? Golden Wing? That's like super angelic in the beginning. And then you have like, Not My Responsibility, which is like, isn't that one like spoken word? Slam poetry almost. Yeah, exactly. And then you come to, oh God, what's her fuck? What's her boss bitch song? Uh, Lost Cause. Yeah, like Lost Cause, and like where you're like, I yeah. didn't change my number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like that one's so good. Yeah, so it's like every it, it it's like a, it's like a roller coaster. Like this whole album is just it's so wildly varying in like tone pace feel and like there were certain points where there'd be like a change up like i think there was one in happier than ever where it's just like it took me out and it made look and there was another one in which i'll even get to it that just made me go like whoa like where mm-hmm. did this come from like it had yeah. this had a drop i did not see this coming so it's just like it's so it's so much and i really right. i really really enjoy it yeah ditto it's it's very different i feel like than when we all fall asleep where do we go mm-hmm. but so- in a good way because it showcases Billy and Phineas's abilities to write such a diverse and produce such a diverse sounding pop album. Right. Yeah. Cause I, I didn't, I didn't really listen to when we fall asleep, where do we go? So like, what's like the tone of that? Because I remember, I remember Billy being like very scary and I thought, yes. I thought that was really cool. Like the whole thing with like the spider crawling out of her mouth and like the white eyes. And I'm like, Oh, she's fucking scary. Like this is, Okay, the the thing with the spider is super tripped to me out because I that is like my one of my biggest things is like I hate spiders, and mm. I, I was just like oh, but like oh yeah, I'm like she's spooky. Yeah, I mean this is all totally like personal, like what what I assume, but for me it seems like the tone of when we all fall asleep, where do we go is dark but in a different way than the darkness of this album. This album feels feels dark and heavy. It's very it tugs on your heartstrings because a lot. there's a lot of topics that are really heavy that they touch on and that they sing about. It's very emotional. Yeah. But when we all fall asleep where do we go is dark in the sense that it's like spooky and it's it feels very like cryptic dark yes cryptic that's a good word for it like dark, hey, I'm, but not- I'm an english major i got i gotta flex that degree somehow <laughs> yeah no very dark very cryptic very spooky i mean she sings about the devil a lot she sings Sick. about murder a lot so it's very like it's it's very dark in that way but it's not so it much weigh as heavy. heavily on your soul than this does Right, exactly. So I think yeah. it's really interesting and it shows just how talented they are that they can, you know, create these two 
vastly different sounding albums. Oh yeah. And it's, it's, it's just a complete testament. Cause it's like, you know, some of the stuff that they like, like Phineas said, stories that they didn't get to tell things that they wanted to try getting experimental and really getting change, like a, a change up because what is it? Some people had some things today like to say about the album. Cause I remember <laughs> she made me fucking laugh because it was like Billy was responding to someone's comment on her, on her Instagram. That was like, someone was saying like, Oh, this is the Billy flop era. And she was like her, I think it was her playing NDA. And she's like looking into the camera, like, Oh, Oh, Oh shit. Oh no. And it was just like <laughs> super, like just essence of snark. And I'm like, fucking stick it to them. People like, yeah, it's, it's it, obviously it's like an interpret interpretive medium and it's all about like personal taste, but to just like come out and be like, Oh fuck, Billy shit sucks. Billy floppy era. Oh no. Yeah. She's, sli- she's slipping. That's one thing to be like, all right, dude, fucking your PP is bigger than everybody else's. Cause you're so important. <laughs> we love you. Bow to the King. Oh my God. Right. But then it's like a totally different show, like tone where she's like, Oh shit. We got a badass over here. Oh no. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah just, com- yeah, just completely clowning on this dude, and she's like, you know what, fuck you, whatever. Like, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm, I'm gonna do me. I don't give a shit. And I'm like, as she I- should, as she should. I love that. I love, I love that. And she's, she's so funny. But like, when mm-hmm. it comes to her, her era, which is just, it is, it is, it is really Billy's time. Mm-hmm. What are your favorites of this album, Sam? I'm, I'm, I'm dying to hear them. Yes, and I noticed that we have two, two again. Of yeah. Two of the same. I feel like we always have for our favorites at least one or two. Yeah. And they're in different orders, but at least one or two that are usually the same. So my favorite is Billy Bossa Nova. Mm-hmm. My number two is My Future. My two is also My Future. Amazing. And my number three is Getting Older. My number one is Getting Older. Uh, my number two is My Future, like I said. And my number three is Happier Than Ever. Mm. I and that's that's the one where it's like it has like the breakdown and it just has her screaming like at the end she's like oh fuck you and I'm like yeah, yeah. I'm like you tell I'm over here like like trying to be like the hype man I'm like you tell him fuck him yeah fuck you yeah it, it just makes you want to shout but we'll we'll get mm-hmm. it we'll get into it but like yeah. getting older like the opening track of the album oh shit that one hurt me a lot yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, because it's it's very it's a lot. Okay, so I'll I'll read some of the stuff for this one, and like you know maybe we can maybe we can we can switch off, switch it up, or like when it comes to our favorites, like Billy Bossanova, you know, regardless, I'll, I'll let you take that one again. Thank you. We're 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 showing the framework of the uh, <laughs> the the scaffolding behind this behind the play of how this works. Yes. Oh, yes. So getting older, my number one, I'm going to play it in the background just so that like I can, I need to get into that headspace. I need to get into, I need to get into Billy's mind. I really liked how it opened. I thought that was really great. Just like, the, mm-hmm. I don't know if that was like keyboard or something like that. It, oh, it's, it's very somber the, in like the, the entire song. She said in an Instagram ask that this song took the biggest toll mentally to make. And she said, quote, I had to take a break in the middle of it, writing that one. And I wanted to cry because it was so revealing. And it's just the truth. It's so heavy. There's so much mm-hmm. to it. And I really, I really like to look at things from a lyrical perspective. Like that's just, you know, like I listen to the song just for, for how it is. And then I, 
I can't help it. Like I, I was looking at it and it's a lot. Like there's so many tones to it. Like there's so, there, there's so much. Like for example, she said, I, I, I experienced some stuff that I never spoken about and I don't want to at all. I don't want to fucking talk about it. I don't want to tell anyone, let alone the entire internet. It's so embarrassing to go through stuff like that, which is why a lot of women and men, but especially women, don't tell anyone when they're going through it. But at the same time, even though I haven't really done anything for talking about the hashtag me too it's really important that young women know it can happen to anyone just being taken advantage of and then like you don't it doesn't explicitly say that or like allude to like what's that that's what that's about in Mm -hmm. in the title like it just says getting older so you're like oh man like this is just like how my life is changing but then like it shows in in the lyrics like right like it's, it's not ent- it's not entirely about essay, like it's but it's it is it is a part of it and it's it's part of her experience and it's important because it, yeah. it's such it's such a life changing brain chemistry altering thing. So it's like for that just to, for it just to dip into that is just like again it's it's very revealing. And so I I'd, yeah. I'd say just for her to even touch a toe into that pool is just like not only is it incredibly bold it's 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 super brave like she did not have to like yeah for your art and for stuff that you're putting out for 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 people to enjoy and for you to enjoy you do not have to and and she just completely like like bared herself for it which is like it's so tragic because it's like it's she's she's a this is me just kind of going off like she's a person who has even said that like what she has put out and like the the world knows so very little about her like you can be like oh yeah this is like this is who Billie eilish is or like this is what she seems to be like and you don't know but for her to be like this is who i am this is like stuff about me and these are like the the shit that's happened to me that's it's it's it just listening to it like uh, and having a very scrutinous eye it's just like wow yeah. Like, so like, what do you think? Cause I don't know. I, that's just, that's just my thoughts. Yeah. So this song is my number three. And I think the reason why it's in my top three, besides the fact that it's just such a gorgeous song. It is. Is because I feel very connected to this song and to Billy. And I've, feel like literally I've mentioned in every single episode at this point, but I don't generally listen to the lyrics the first time around when I'm listening to music. But this is another song that I feel very connected to the lyrics Mm -hmm. to. For me, when I first started listening to it, I thought that the song was also just about getting older and the struggles that young people feel when they hit their early 20s, mid 20s, late 20s, early 30s and dealing with all the, you know, the challenges of adulthood and the fact that you're losing your childhood and everything around you is changing, especially with so many of us like entering our early 20s in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, it's like uh, like knowing that that we're getting older and having this monumental crisis happening in our lives is just yeah 
but this song is really so heavy and it weighs like a great deal for me because I've always struggled with growing up a lot faster than I feel like I should have. Um, and I have a lot of, not to get deep here on Beso Profundo, but no, that we is can. what we're here for. We can. Yeah, we're getting deep. Um, I have a lot of memory loss from like mental health issues and stuff. Really? And yeah. So I never knew that about you. Yeah, no, it's something I don't share very much because it's a little bit embarrassing. No, no. Um, thank you. When when I'm talking about my childhood and I'm like explaining things and people are like, oh, remember when we did this? And I'm like, no, I have no memory of that. So even though this song isn't exclusively, or I mean, I guess it is exclusively about getting older because that's what the song title is about. Mm -hmm. But you know, you can infer different things like we've said about it, but it's, it feels very like I can connect to it because I've always struggled with, you know, getting losing older. my childhood and getting older. Yeah. But I, I noticed that you also put this particular lyric in the things I once enjoyed, just keep me employed. Now things I'm longing for someday I'll be bored of. Yeah. That one hits so heavy. Oh my gosh. It's, it's really, yeah, it's really weird just because it's like, just like, just imagine it's, it's something that I've noticed and like, Okay, okay. So like on the flip side where you're like losing, like, you know, you said like you're like losing your childhood and like losing memories and stuff like that. Like on, on the flip side, again, we're getting, getting a little deep here on this episode just because it's like the the, the, the subject matter of the, these songs and these episodes are tied so intrinsically and t- mm. these very critical like in important subjects that tie to like everyone personally is that like you know, I'm, I'm 26 and like, I still feel like I'm like, you know, I could fuck around and be like 18, 19 years old. And then I'll wake up and it'd be like, dude, my fucking neck hurts. I'm like, my back hurts. And it's weird. Mm -hmm. And I still feel like I can do like certain things. And it's like a weird concept that like, I'm having to like vie with that. Like, I remember someone was like, oh, I'm trying to like move away from like childish things or like kiddish things. And like, I am, I'm filtering out like my graphic t-shirts for like more basic colors. And I'm like, oh God, like, does that be something that people do? Like, I love Mm. graphic t-shirts. I just think it's fun. And then people, it's like, it's like giving up a piece of yourself, like to step forward. And I'm like, I hate that. I hate the thought of that. Like that just that like do you have to do that i don't want to do that i don't want to have i don't think you have to no you don't but it's just the fact that like people are like i you know i got you gotta grow up you gotta you gotta let some of that shit go and i'm like over here like playing video games and like collecting like figurines and i'm like i don't fucking want to like this is yeah yeah and then the things i once enjoyed just keep me employed it's like i've the way from, from one thing that i've seen it's it was something that I was generally worried about because I stream and I play video games and it's something that I've heard like YouTubers talk about where they're like I used to love playing video games but like now that I do it for like my job like I'm just kind of like doing it because that's my job and I'm like that sounds terrifying. A lot of musicians are like that as well. That's fucking just scary, dude. Really terrifying, yeah. Yeah, like do you just do you just lose the soul of like what you're doing? Oh, yeah, that literally gives me chills. That's dude, that's scary. Yeah. So like, 
it's it's literally like two or like two or four lines or whatever but it's like that's such like a core issue that like getting older you have to think about because you're like i can't do that anymore i'm not 12 and i'm like i i'm just trying to live out here right this is beso profundo telling all of you listeners you can have whatever hobbies you want as long as they're safe and not harmful to other people. Yeah. If it, if it, I mean, I don't know if I'd consider any of that like a hobby, but you know what I mean? No, yeah. Like if there's things that make you happy, that you're passionate about, that you like, if they're not if they're not hurting you, if they're not hurting others, you just you think it's fun and, and cool to do. Like you build Gundams, you love to go on hikes, whatever like literally whatever it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting emotional. Like I'm, I'm feeling something. Like just. Oh, I'm sorry. No, nah, but right. I am too. But like, if if that's what makes you happy, or like even stuff like other than that, like if this is what makes you feel more like yourself, go for it. Ser- yeah, seriously. Like it, if it makes you feel alive, then hold on to it. Yeah. Because and and and, and don't yeah. listen to what other people say about oh that's childish whatever no. i'm 25 and i have two stuffed animals in my bed with me every night and you know <laughs> what it makes me feel safe it makes me feel comfortable that panda bear that sits right next to my head at night he has been with me since i was seven he's been everywhere oh yeah i am not very creative with names so his name is in fact panda <laughs> That bitch is not going anywhere. He's not going I don't anywhere. Care. I don't care if I'm 40 with a significant other and children. If the kids want to play with Panda, they're going to have to ask first. Yeah, exactly. That like, shit is- <laughs> I'll be wearing I'll be wearing graphic tees till I die. Like I'll be fucking buried in one. But it's like, don't ever be ashamed to be who you are. Like mm-hmm. inside out, whatever makes you feel more like yourself. Do that. And like coming out of the pandemic, like I remember I went to the movie theaters for the first time and it was like a breath of breath of fresh air because I could actually mm. like go outside and do stuff. Like it made me feel like things were normal again. Yeah. Oh man. So yeah, it's it's heavy. Yeah. Look fucking Billy, look what you're doing to us. You're making me cry. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> Oh my god. Billy, we love you, but Billy. you you make us feel things. Billy, I, I mean, you're I great. like feeling things, so keep keep doing that. No, keep doing we it. Love you, Billy. Fuck you a little bit. You're hurting my heart and but keep, <laughs> but keep doing it cuz shit. Yeah. Oh, but oh my god. This song is so pretty. It's so pretty. Oh, it's like her sort of like whisper singing. Like I don't know why, like the tone that I got from this song like just the way that she's singing it it sounds as if she just like finished crying like just yeah just before the song started and now she just jumped into the booth yeah no i could totally see that Mm -hmm. oh gosh yeah should we go on to number two which is less heavy wait one second i got one more thing to say so oh yes i'm sorry no that's okay um i really liked it seemed like every verse seemed to be about something different like it was like the progression of getting older even so like i thought that that was a fun reflection um mm-hmm. like being your own person as, as an individual her addressing the fans pursuit of her rather than real deep heartfelt connection like vying and lying for attention she says finding time for yourself and your pre- pleasure 
admitting you're wrong. Like it's all about changes that come with growth and the contradictions and things that don't exactly make sense with it all the time. Cause it's not like you grow up and you get it. Everything clicks into place. Like you're having to figure this shit out as you're going. There's no instructions. You just have to right. figure it out. Yep. So it's, it's those, those tones specifically in the song that I just noticed as it was like going through, like, of course, is the chorus, but I was just like, damn. So this, this song, it's my number one, just because like it, it's so pretty the way that it sounds, it makes you think it makes you sad. It makes you feel it. There's just, there's layers. It's like an onion or an ochre. Yeah. Onions have layers and they make you cry. And they taste good. <laughs> this song, <laughs> this song, this song makes me it makes me uh makes me feel good. They make me sad. They make me cry. But it's a great song. Yeah, exactly. Agreed. So track number two, which is I didn't change my number. I didn't change my number. Definitely. Number. <laughs> definitely less heavy. Um, do you want to take this one? No, I just did uh, the other one. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so. I wasn't sure if we were going to do like every two because my number three is is Billy Bossa Nova. Oh, wait, no, we should. That's a good idea. Fuck. Why are you smarter than I am? Shit. No, I'm not. No, that's a good, no, that's a good idea. So I'll do, we'll do every two because your ones are the next three and four. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Break. I'm glad we could discuss that. Um, <laughs> I didn't change my number. Uh, Bailey sings about a past relationship and separating herself from this person. Uh, the song contains numerous, uh, it, it contains like samples and growls and barks of shark, which is like, I, I really like, um, and was like hinted at by Phineas, like right before the album was, was released. I really like the beat of it. Like, I, I, I feel like I've, I'll say this to a couple of songs, just like the way that it is, like the, like the, the beat and then like, the bam, 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 like over yeah. it. I like mm-hmm. that. Me. I like that. Like, it just, it's so. It's so, it's so, it has like a little stink on it. Like the way that she says certain things, mm-hmm. the way that she says, and your best friend too. I was like, fuck, and your she's best friend, friend too. I'm like, shit, yes. he said that just now. Mm-hmm. I, I love, I love that. Like, it's so sassy. She says, it's like, the, are you mad at me text? I'm like, how clueless can this fucking dude be? Sounds like he sucks. Right? And then it's just like an homage to, yeah, dude, I didn't change my number. I just don't want to fucking talk to you. Lose, lose <laughs> my number. I don't like you. This song is so sassy. Like, I just, I love it. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Bitch, get out of here. I just, Seriously. I love it. It's, I, it's so fun and upbeat. It, it's such a contrast from, you know, the first track mm-hmm. and how heavy it is. But this one just, it makes me feel like a bad bitch. I know, you know, I know. And then at the end, I think it's around like uh, minute 151, like till the end, like till right till 238. It sounds like I'm being picked up by an alien spaceship. Mm-hmm. Like, like like if you go to that part in the song, like that beat, like the just like from there. And I'm like, wow, I'm being taken away. Like I'm being the tractor beam has hit me. Billy, take me to church. <laughs> Oh my gosh, yeah. Such a good one. Oh yeah. Whoever whoever's texting Billy needs to fucking pump the brakes, my dude. Like no one too much is too yep. much. Have some self-awareness and just like lay off, man. You suck. Amen. 
Oh uh, yeah, amen. Mm-hmm. So number three, Billy Bossa Nova, which is your number one. This is my number one. So I was not familiar with Bossa Nova. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, I've heard of Bossa Nova, the style of music, but I didn't know what it was. So mm-hmm. Bossa Nova is a relaxed style of samba, which was developed in the late 1950s and early 1960s in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. It is mainly characterized by a, quote, different beat that altered the harmonies with the introduction of unconventional chords and an innovative syncopation of traditional samba from a a single rhythmic division. Hmm. I yeah. don't know what any of that means. Yeah, I, I kind of don't either, to be honest. It's a lot oh. to... <laughs> okay. It's a lot to take in. Like, well, I guess like altered harmonies and introduction of unconventional chords. So mm-hmm. not your typical, like, you know, chords, yeah. I guess. So a good example of Bossa Nova. It was actually just released a month ago. I think. I think. Um, do you know the uh, Do you know the guy Kyle Gordon on TikTok? Mm-mm. He's he's really fucking funny. Um, but he writes like parody songs. Um, like he has like a like an alter ego named like DJ Crazy Times. Like it's called Planet of Bass. Um, he has a song called Girls Are the Best. And it's like a country, it's like a triumphant like country girl song, but he has one called like the ugliest girl on the beach. And oh, yeah, it's it's supposed to be like a 70s like bossa nova, which I recommend because it's it, it's it's funny, it's silly, it's it's stupid. But like yeah, so that's that would be an example of bossa nova for the for the, mm. for the zoomers, the Gen Z who are on TikTok like me. Because I am indeed cool and hip. I'm on, <laughs> I'm 26 and I'm on TikTok. Is that okay? Hell yeah. My, Hell yeah, it's okay. My, my, uh, my coworkers from my old job who were, I think, I think they're like 18 or 19 now, but like a couple of years ago when they worked at my store, I'd be like, oh yeah, I saw this on TikTok. And they'd like give me that like bombastic side eye. They'd be like, you're 25 and you're on TikTok. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? I, <laughs> I'm like, what is, I can't be there. Like, is this, it's, they have funny videos that I like. Yeah, TikTok is so fun. TikTok's for everybody. Okay, that was just me venting my frustrations. I just like, I just, <laughs> I don't know why that just like caught me. And I was like, it's fine. The ring's fine. Yes, for, oh my God, can you hear my radiator in the background? A little. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's okay. It's fine. We don't care. She's spitting. Oh, 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 um, she's spitting. Oh, she's spitting. Yep. Uh, so, Billy Bossanova is basically about. Billy using fake names at hotels in an effort to keep her and her lover's identity private. She makes use of a beat created by her brother, which is the same melody structure as another song that she has called Bitches Broken Hearts, which I believe was from her EP days, maybe even before that. Oh, okay. Yeah. And she said the song was, quote, inspired by the bossa nova of Antonio Carlos Jobim by this musical world which existed before me and which left us a marvelous heritage. With Rolling Stone, Phineas explained that it's a fantasy that he and Billy created around the, quote, life of a touring pop star. Right. He revealed, quote, we have to do a lot of goofy bullshit when we go on tour where we enter through freight elevators and hotels and stuff so that paparazzi doesn't follow us to our room. And so we acted as if there was a secret love affair going on 
in there of Billy being like, nobody saw me in the lobby. Nobody saw me in your arms as if there was a mystery person in her life during all of that. So this is the one that's fictional. Yeah. This, this is the one that's like not real. Cause it's like, it's like very like sensual. Like, cause I was, I was, remember I was listening to it and I was like, Oh damn. Like, this is like very, this is like very scandalous. Like it's like, cause, yeah, you know, this song's hot. It is fucking hot. Like it's like, you know, makes you want to take a picture or make a movie that we'd have to hide. I was like, Ooh, damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, yep. it's, it's, it's a lot. Like it might be more of an obsession. You really make a strong impression. Like it's, yeah, it's, it was kind of a lot. So I was like, Billy, who are you talking about? And then, then Phineas is like, oh, it's fake. We just thought it'd be like fun and silly. I'm like, oh, okay. I like it. It's a good song. Good job, you guys. You done. But I like it because. You done hoodwinked me. Yeah. No, it hoodwinked me too. I thought it was real. Oh, yeah. But you like it because? I like it because it, well, I just discovered recently after listening to Bossa Nova music almost all day yesterday. That oh. I really like bossa nova music. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, I, this, this yeah. album is this album is just bringing out new things within us. We're laughing, we're crying. Yeah, Sam really loves bossa nova now. Yeah, I'm like listening to bossa nova, and I like it because it's kind of like a cross between jazz and like samba, like Ooh, like it samba mentions, which is it's just it's very groovy, very dancey, but it has that little bit of jazzy flair in it. So I but I really enjoy smooth. it, but I enjoy. Yes, it's very smooth. Look at mm. you, English major. Oh yeah. See, you gotta get them adjectives. Adjectives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Snaps <laughs> for that. Snaps for that. But I love how this song is so different from the other ones on the album. Obviously, because it's fictional, it's you know a little bit more upbeat. It's sexy. The beat of it is just like you bop your head. It's so good. It's just, I just really like it. And I really like the, I believe it's the live version that her and Phineas do acoustic. Oh, shit. It's either for Vivo or something like that. But there's a video you can find on YouTube if you type in like Billy Bossa Nova Live. It's her and Phineas and it's just the two of them, the guitar. And it's, she sounds so good. Oh my God. <sighs> and literally the first time I heard it, I was like drooling. After this li- link, oh, link me. Oh my God. I want, I want to see it. You got it. it. Oh my gosh. That sounds awesome. Like this, this, aside, aside from, aside from her lyrics, like, you know, from, from like her singing, it's also like much more breathy where she's like, ah, like, you know. It is like, mm-hmm. like she's falling into this person's arms, like oh, I'll just show you tonight. Mm-hmm. But like mm-hmm. also on the flip, like just like instrumentally, is that a word? It is now. As far as the instrumentation goes, like the bass guitar, like the boom, 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 and then like the guitar over it, like it's just like very. It's so nice. It's like very. It's like relaxing also, and that's like. You know, like up and down from like the very like the sad tone of getting older, like the I didn't change my number, fucking boss ass bitch, and then Billy Bossa Nova, where I'm like, this makes me feel like I'm like laying in like on like a chair in 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 Palm Beach, like gazing out at the ocean, right? At like sunset, where I'm like, oh yeah, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. That's how it makes me feel, at least. For sure, for sure. No, I feel that. This song makes me feel like I should be like in high heels, like walking a red carpet. Okay. Being like, yeah, exactly. Like very like mystique and like, ooh, hello. Like people are going like, oh my God, who is she? 
Yeah. Like I take off my sunglasses and it reveals another pair of sunglasses. <gasps> or or see when, when when you said like you take off like your glasses, you're like that. It kind of reminded me of like a, what is it? The princess diaries where they're like with Anne Hathaway, where they're like, oh, she's ugly. And then she takes off her glasses and she, and then everyone goes, oh my God, she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is the princess diaries. <laughs> Such a good one. Great movie. Oh my God. I, that's the second episode that I brought that up in. I, I like the princess diaries. Don't fucking come at me. Such a good one. Aladdin. Aladdin. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> you beat me to it, Sam. I was building to that. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I like this song because it reminds me of Aladdin. Oh, my God. You ever? <laughs> Fuck you. You're stupid. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. Good. Fuck. Do the next song. God damn it. Talk about Sorry. Aladdin. Yeah, you're okay. No, I love Aladdin. Me too. Oh, I feel the Obviously. need to mention it like every song now. Yeah, exactly. True. At, at least once, like it'll just it'll just come up, just resurface. Yeah. Kind of like the 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 tomb of the fuck was that called? Like the the cave of wonders. Like how the cave of wonders like comes up over the sand. That's how that's how Aladdin mm-hmm. will come up every once every every episode. True. Oh yeah. So yes. my future. Yes, my future is track number four, which is my, what did I say this was? Number three? I'm like forgetting number, here. Number, number no, two. Number two. Number my two. number two and your number two. Yeah. Oh. Both of ours. Yes, I just love how lovely this song is. She's excited about her future. She doesn't need anybody else in her life to verify that for her. She's doing her thing. She's excited. I love how it starts off super slow and relaxed, and then the beat mm-hmm. comes in, hypes it up a little bit. It's a great way to showcase Billy's vocal abilities and her variety in the pop genre because it's just, it feels so different, especially like the beginning versus like the rest of the song. Oh, yeah. I just love it. It's, it's really cool. And like, I like the way that like you, you described it because it's like it starts off super slow and relaxed. And then this is the one that I was talking about that like, I thought, I thought it was going to be one way or the other, like, cause she's like, Oh, can you hear me? I'm not coming home. And the way that she sings it, like, can't you hear me? And I'm like, Oh man, this, I'm like, this is like very like soft and airy, like, especially where it goes through with the music video where I was like, mm-hmm. and then um, I think it's at a one minute where she says, cause I'm in love with my future and I'm like, it literally just feels like I'm, I'm falling into empty sky. Like I'm just like mm-hmm. being swept away. And then the change up where I was like, oh, this is going to be, I'm like, this is just how the song is. And then what is it? It's about a minute, 40 seconds in where like that, like drum loop kicks in. And I remember just being like, oh shit. I loved it the whole mm-hmm. way through. Like, it's like two different songs put together, but like you know with like the theme and everything it like it works so cohesively and it's like yeah it, it's so it's it's really great I, I i like it i really enjoy it yeah oh the way also the way that she the, the way that she hit the uh the, but i know better mm-hmm. it, i think it's at two minutes and 21 seconds she goes but i know better um it's it's kind of like it like rises comes down and then like rises back up again i really enjoyed that mm-hmm um it's just so good it's great it's a great song 
like she's loving herself first taking into consideration like what's best for her like whoever she knows better than to drive home like she's like i'm not even gonna put myself in that situation i'm looking after number one because like i'm just mm-hmm. like just happy with just being herself like i love that for her yeah absolutely oh and then the music video i love the music video the best one that i I might be biased. The cartoon, the animation. Yeah. I love it. It, It's so cute. It reads as like part Ghibli, like part Sailor Moon-y slash vibe. Just the style. Uh, And like, it looked like they had like hand-painted backgrounds. So dope. Oh, and also the the little angry frog that's in that music video too. Oh, I forgot about him. He's so cute. Why is he so mad? I love it. I know. I love frogs. I know. I also like frogs. Oh, he's a cutie patootie. I always want to pick him up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, oh, yes. So my future, it's 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 really good. It that's it's like the tone of of these songs are like going like up and down. Billy's just taking us on an absolute journey. Mm-hmm. Which brings us to oxytocin and oxytocin you might ask well let's just put on our uh, lab coats and our, <laughs> our our chunky glasses with the tape in the middle because i am taking you to science corner yeah science corner oh i like that uh thank you you're welcome science corner uh what is oxytocin well oxytocin is the love hormone and it's a chemical in your brain detailed by health.harvard.edu it is a hormone that is produced in the hypothalamus and released into the bloodstream via the pituitary gland its main function is to facilitate childbirth Um, both stimulates the muscles of the uterus to contract and boosts the production of prostaglandins. Pro, oh fuck! Hold on, I'm prostaglandins. Prostaglandins. Thank you, scientist Sam, for the assist. Of course. Prostaglandins, which also increase the uterine contractions. Other than that, facilitating childbirth, it has an important role in the many human behaviors such as sexual arousal, recognition, trust, romantic attachment, and parent-infant bonding. Our bodies also produce oxytocin when we're excited by our, our sexual partner and when we fall in love. So after the act of coitus, when you are, you know, you're snuggling, cuddling up to your SO or whomever, whatever, um, it it makes the oxytocin is like released in bulk and it like it makes you feel closer to the person that you're with so it does like a whole bunch of things like it's kind of like um what is like it's like serotonin almost but it, mm. but it works in a different way it doesn't just make you happy it also makes you very horny which is kind of mm. it's another big part of it that makes sense. Yeah. And from there, you can probably all infer what this song is about. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. It's, this is, it, I would say this one more so than Billy Bossa Nova. It like takes it up the, to the next level. Yeah. Agreed. Like, okay. First of all, before we get into the, into the lyrics, that beat is so dirty. Like, boom, 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 boom. It's like, yep. it's like a heartbeat. Like, it's like. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like the way that it kicks back, like she does, she has her first lyrics, like, you know, can't take it back once it's set in motion and then back into boom, boom, boom. Like it's just, it's so fucking dirty. I love it. Yeah. It makes me want to shake my ass. Oh, yeah. You can absolutely throw it back to the song. Holy shit. But like, we can we can we can all tell what the song is about. Like, it's, mm-hmm. my favorite line. 
from it. It's because uh, as long as you're still breathing, don't you even think of leaving? I was like, oh, sure. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. <laughs> damn. I, I don't know. I don't even know what to say about this song that can't be said just by listening to it. Like it's just yeah, a little hot under the collar. Actually, yeah. I actually love her vocals in this one. I mean, I feel like how do I word this? Like in the verses she sings, it's a lot, like it's a very simple melodic line, like it's quite low actually as well. So you can really hear how fantastic her alto range is. But there's this one line where it's like, and she goes, you clear yeah and she like belts it and this is this is a song where when i listened to it on this album in particular i was like damn i wish she would belt in every song like you can really tell how far her voice has come Mm -hmm. from like the airy sort of singing that she generally does but like this girl can belt she can belt like nobody's business yeah and she has such like a nice alto mix. It really showcases in this track, especially in the verses, because they do go quite low. But other than that, this song is just so like I want to shake my ass to it. It's exactly it's it is it is just ridiculous. Like this is like a party. This is like a party song. Like you're on the dance floor. It's getting it's getting steamy, my dude. Yep. But yeah, like the way that her voice does that. Fucking like like up and down like she has like the you know like the very like uh, like monotone almost and then man Billy's mm-hmm. got some pipes she does um and then coming to the next one right after oxytocin golden wing this was another one that just like the change up the change up was so different and i really i really likes it uh, I, I really likes it. Oh yeah, yeah. I sure <laughs> do. I likes it a lot. Um, Golden Wing, you know, it, it is spelled all, in all caps, uh, one word. It interpolates hymn to Vena from choral hymns from the Ring Veda, third group, 1910. A group of compositions by Gustav Holst based on hymns from the Ring Veda. And what is interpolation? Also called replayed sample, refers to using a melody or portions of a melody often with modified lyrics from a previously recorded song but re-recorded uh re-recording the melody instead of directly sampling it so instead of just taking it you boop you put that in your song you recreate it in yours which i think is mm. i think is really interesting because i was like what is interpolates i don't speak music please tell me i didn't know what in- interpolates is either yeah exactly i'm just like i don't know um but like this song, it was really, really interesting because like the beginning of this song is so pretty. Oh, so gorgeous. I'm listening to it right now. I feel like I have angels singing in my ears. I know. Like they're coming from from on high. Like even the language that she uses right when it opens, like he hath come to the bosom of his beloved, smiling on him. She beareth him to the highest heaven. Like mm. it's on thee we gaze, O gold-winged messenger of mighty gods. This is truly where the phrase take me to church comes into because it's like agree there are there aren't it sounds like there's no instruments at all like it's just her voice like completely yeah. melodic like it's just 
it's it's very sweet and like how her voice comes up so high she has like little lilts in in her tone Mm-hmm. it's great and then this is my number four i think oh really number four okay yeah my number four is the next one but we'll get into that oh okay golden wing it's really cool because it's like it, it like repeats golden wing like over and over again and like the beat starts kicking in and it turns into something completely different bum, chip, bum, chip, bum. and it's mm-hmm. and it starts off it starts off airy and light and so nice and then it does a, it, it completely turn, takes the tone and turns it on its head because it goes like don't tell anyone you what, what you are you're sacred and they're starved and their art is getting dark and there you are to tear apart. I'm like, what happened? Like this angel just is co- like crashing down to earth. Yep. Like it's it just what is going on? So it's like it's it it, it feels like a de- uh, like a descent, whether it's literal or metaphorical, crashing to earth. Like maybe the world or or, or the world, like the people of the world, are just bringing you down. Like. And this is where I was like, all right, this is where I really want to interpret. Like, this is what the song is about before I even look at anything else. And apparently, Billy told Spotify in an interview, Golden Wing, I wrote a song that is kind of a metaphor of a young woman, especially in the street or life that is pure. And I don't mean virgin. I mean, like a young, non-exploited, non-traumatized person. A metaphor for that being a Golden Winged Angel. Hmm. So this person that's been untainted uncorrupted by the world like it's like it's it's at that point it doesn't seem like oh this person's getting eaten alive it just more reads as like a warning like this right this being is like so pure you don't want any harm to become of them like there you are to tear apart you better keep your head down they're gonna tell you what you want to hear uh then they're gonna disappear and you know keep your head down yeah this one is super interesting and i feel like very different than the rest of the songs off of this album yeah but i i'm obsessed with the beginning mm-hmm. oh god it's so pretty it is i also love choral music though so that's oh choral yeah. okay see i just had i i just had a uh like a moment where i thought when you said choral i just pictured like a coral reef i was like what is coral <laughs> is that anything like bossa nova or samba what is coral <laughs> no, I like choir music. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I yeah. I love I love choir music. I especially like um there is a group that I strongly recommend because I think I've said it in earlier episodes is where I really like choir music but also especially male-centered choir music. Mm. Clamavi de Profundis. They are like an all-male singing group. They do like Over the Misty Mountains, Song of Durin. They do like the dwarf music from The Lord of the Rings. And Oh, that's cool. I'll listen to that in my car, and it's like you can just feel the music just thrum on the inside of your bones. And so mm. it's like two different sides of the same coin. Like you'll have like the super high angelic uh, choir music that like – uh billy does in the beginning of golden wing and then you'll take it like down to the depths in the mines uh of like <laughs> dwarves and it's it's nuts so i love i love choir music it's just it's, me too it's something that's so different mm-hmm. so intro to golden wing flawless billy you've touched up yep. truly our souls we are enlightened yeah no. you are an angel you are, you are an angel billy yeah <laughs> so the next one is uh, lost cause Thought you had your shit together, but damn, I was wrong. 
This one is probably my number five. This is my number four, without a doubt. Like the, it's so funky the way that like the bass are boom 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 and then like with like the like the slap of like the the um on like the snare like in the background like it just makes me oh no why right mm-hmm. now I'm losing track of time. Mm. Yeah, so this is another song that has such bad bitch energy. Yeah, like. The entire song is just her dissing her ex-lover. Some people think it's about her ex-boyfriend Q and the age gap between them, which at the time he was 22 and she was 16. Yeah. Which I do not like that. I do not like. No matter what, I just have to say it. Billy's completely not at fault for anything that had happened in that relationship or she was 16. Fucking dude should have known better. Exactly. I just couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah, exactly. No, no, No matter what, it's not on her. So I just want to... Yeah. yeah. And the the music video is so fun and girly because it's just a bunch of girls and they're having pillow oh, fights. Oh, that's, that's the music video? Yeah. And they're dissing the men in their life. It's oh, it's such a fun one. I'm like, hell yeah, power to the girls. Oh my God. But I just, I love the beat of the song and the fact that she's just like dissing men the entire time. Giving it to <laughs> him. Giving it to yeah. him. Start to finish, she's giving it to him. Like You ain't nothing but a lost cause. Oh my god. Yeah, like what's the line? Um I think at the at the bottom of our of our outline, I have the uh the lyrics on demand where it has like the lyrics for like every song. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm looking at. It's like it's just because it's like you can see that throughout the song, it's like this dude just sounds like a complete fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Like Billy's Billy's trying. Like she's like, I sent you flowers. Do you even care? You ran the shower and left him by the stairs. You thought you had your shit together, and she keeps saying, "But you got no job." And I'm just mm-hmm. like, Ah, there we go. Yep. Gave me no flowers. Wish I didn't care. You'd be gone for hours could be anywhere and i'm like fuck could be anywhere oh it's uh, the song is so fun to sing it is it's it's really really fun and it's it's if i didn't have my other three if we could do number four like this is my this is my number four no contest yeah yeah it's it's so it's so fun uh this dude this dude, like, I'm, I'm sitting over here, like, tell me, Billy, what did he, what did he do? Tell me, we're gonna talk shit right now. We're gonna get that goth. Yup. He sucks. No job. Mm-hmm. Complacent. Apathetic. Homie sucks. Let's go. Get him out of. Yep. Get him out of here. Slam poetry. Ah. Uh, yup. That's just how it makes me feel. I love it. I love. I, I fucking love that song. Yup. Um. Oh. Ugh, but then, like. You know, right after we 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 give this dude the business with the girls, like we're just like, you know, talking the most ridiculous smack we ever have. Haley's comment, and again, yeah. it's just this is another one. It's so completely different than everything. Like the way that the that the that the piano opens up so softly before anything else, and it's something that. We talked about when we talked about Joji, um, Glimpse of Us, and like how she comes in with like the lone, like the solitary piano, and like it like sets the tone for like how the song is going to be. Because it's not like with Glimpse of Us where it's like it's like tragic and depressing. Like it's like you know, give me reason. Um, no, no, no. That's a that's a different one. You should be. That's dan- that's that's fucking dancing in the dark. 
Oh my god, I'm getting my Joji mixed up. But still, it's like it's it's a whole different tone because it's like mm-hmm. the subject of the sound of the song isn't exactly clear because it's like she's saying, "I don't want it. I don't want to want you." But in my dreams, I seem to be more honest. In my, I must admit, you've been in quite a few. So it's like mm. she lo- she clearly has feelings for this person, but she doesn't want to. And it seems like she doesn't want to, but she really, she really, really does. Because it's like, it's like literally one of the lines in it is, I feel more and more like I was made for you. Mm. Oh, like, but then right before that, she says, what a drag to love you like I do. Like, she does, she does, but she doesn't want to. And just like the confliction, like the contradiction that's like within her and that's like, str- like vying for dominance. It's like, she's right. like, what a drag. Like, this is just, this is just too hard. Yeah. And she also says, silly me to fall in love with you. Silly me. Like, oh, oh so silly. Oh, silly me. But like this song, it's, I could fall asleep to this song. It's very dreamy. And when I say that, I mean it in like the nicest way. Like I could put this on and what, what color was, was Haley's Comet in, in the thing? Haley's Comet. Um, sleepy, dreamy, purple, blue. Like I feel like I could be in my bed with like the biggest blanket, like, you know, those, um, those like galaxy projectors. Oh, I want one of those so bad. Oh my god! Hey, maybe Santa Claus will be nice to you. Oh, that's true. Oh, but yeah, but yeah, like like the biggest, fluffiest comforter, like projector, like listening to this song, I'm like I'm out. So it's like this this song, it's it's deeper than it seems to me. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it definitely gives me that sort of like euphoric, like falling in love, honeymoon phase kind of kind of feeling oh put okay hold on um put this in the scope of like enemies to lovers like that <gasps> like that trope uh-huh uh-huh like it's like silly me for falling in love with you i haven't slept since sunday i don't want to I, I don't want to want you but you're in my dreams you're all it takes mm-hmm. for me to break a promise like tell me that this song to enemies to lovers doesn't hit Yep. Oh my god. Oh, it does. Oh my god. I don't know. I just that just that just like appeared within me, and I'm like that. Thing. I gotta put this on my uh, my romance playlist. Oh yeah. When I listen, to, sometimes when I read romance novels, I'm like, ah, oh, I gotta listen, and then I have a a playlist with like a whole list of songs that I feel like give me that sort of vibe. Mm. See, I'm in the opposite camp. I'm putting this on my sad playlist. Oh, okay, okay. Because mm-hmm. just because like it's it's so complex, but it reads m- like one percent more sad than anything else. Mm. I'm sitting in my brother's room, haven't slept in a week or two. I think I might have fallen in love. What am I to do? Oh, it is sad. It is. It it just yeah. It's it's layers. And then I think mm. I think the next one's yours. Oh. Yes. Yes. Not my responsibility. This one is really interesting. So Mm -hmm. it was originally released on Billy's YouTube as a short film on the 27th of May in 2020. 
not my responsibility. She says, these are some of my favorite words that I've ever written. And I feel like nobody listened. It's about body image and all the things we were trained to think about bodies. And it just makes me laugh because I put it out and everyone was like, yes, queen, body positivity. And then like three months later, there's a picture of me in a tank top and the whole internet was like fat. Like, which is so sad. Super fucked up. Like, why do you think that she was for the longest time, you know, with wearing her streetwear? Because it's like no one could like objectify her or like do anything if they didn't know like what was underneath her clothes. Like, they didn't know right. exactly what she looks like. And there was like that one moment of like accidental vulnerability. And it's like she's getting like torn to pieces. And so, like, it's, I don't even know, like, it's, it's a song, but it's also not because it has like, you know, like the sort of like backing vocals and no, not backing vocals, like backing track. It's so it's like, it's extremely charged and rather than like singing and like trying to convey a message in a more like subtle way, it does, it does have its subtleties, but she's like talking to the audience directly. It's like, she's like asking them a question and like posing this conflict to them. So, that, right. so it's like it's like up front. Like you can't be like, well, maybe she was the no. Like it's it's super fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she almost like there's not really a melodic line in this song. It's almost like a like a like she's just reciting or to the she's like she's like breaking the fourth wall. Exactly, that's a perfect way to put it. So it's like it's the song itself. Like there there there's there's certain lines within it that she's talking about with like people's in relation to people's words and like what they have to say about her. She says, if I lived by them, I'd never be able to move. Would you like me to be smaller, weaker, softer, taller? Like, it's just, it's in, in one camp, you could say that it's like, you can't please everyone. Oh, it's like, you know, no one's going to love you completely as you a hundred percent objectively like what like there's you can't you, you can't just be what everyone wants you to be I, I guess i guess my previous thing wasn't exactly correct like oh no one's gonna love you a hundred percent for whatever that's not true i take that back but it's just yeah but it's just like everyone's gonna have something to say and obviously she's she, she's not going to adhere to that because it's like it's it's a very it's a very powerful statement she's making it is. And I think the fact that she's like saying it and not really singing it, it, she almost like, I don't know, for me, it almost feels like she means like, I don't know, it's kind of hard to explain the fact that she's saying it and not singing it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and, and then it's and then it's like the, contra- the, the con- uh, contradictions in it, too. Like, it's not all negative. And so it's like, she's like, she's saying, like, do you know, like, even the opening, do you know me? Like, really know me? you have your opinions about my opinions, about my music, about my clothes, about my body. Some people hate what I wear, praise it, shame others, shame me. It's like your disapproval, your sigh of relief. Like, yeah. is, and then she even says like, is that, is it not what you wanted? I think that that is the most important lyric in the, in the track itself. Is it not is yeah. it not what you wanted? Because it's all about what other people want and not her. Yeah. And she also says, quote, sometimes I dress like a boy, sometimes I dress like a swaggy girl. And sometimes I feel trapped by this persona that I've created because sometimes I think people view me not as a woman. That tour video was all about that. It is me saying, look, 
There is a body underneath these clothes and you don't get to see it. Isn't that a shame? But my body is mine and yours is yours. Our own bodies are the kind of are kind of the only real things which are truly ours. I get to see it and get to show it when I want to. And even to that point, because after, you know, she decided that she moved away from or stopped exclusively wearing like the baggy streetwear and just started wearing like whatever she wants to. Like that's right. that's completely her choice. Like she gets she wears what makes her feel comfortable and people are like, Oh, what happened to what happened to like what you were doing before? Like, what about that? Bull. And it's like Dude, who who gives a fuck? And it comes back yeah. it comes back to our point from earlier. You do what makes you happy. You are who you want to be and you don't let others get in the way of that. You like yeah. it's something it's something that like to my parents credit that like they told me that it's like I I don't care who you are or who you want to be like you know speaking to me just as long as you're happy and as long as you're comfortable and like that's truly what matters here and i think that is like that's what is completely left out of this song on purpose because that's because that's not what it's about it's it's the antithesis of that people scrutinizing so heavily because she doesn't fit into the box the mold the image or the perception of what they want her to be and yeah and she's gonna do what she wants to do and be who she wants to be and it's like it's just it's too much yeah and to be in the public eye that much that constantly for who knows how long you can't get away from it. Yeah. It's really upsetting. Right. Like the way that people online talk to her and treat her. It's fucked. And she's right. It's like, you don't, do you even know me? Like, you don't know me at all. You have nothing to judge me on. Yeah. So that's, yeah, exactly. It, exactly. It's like, it's just, it's, it's very powerful and completely necessary given on the reaction of how Billy chose to pre- uh, present herself and is presenting herself and i just would i'm just thinking do whatever makes you happy do whatever you like she's not hurting anyone and she's just being happy so fucking whatever like it it comes up to like it chalks up to who cares what what she wants to do leave her alone dude right yeah it's not gonna affect your life in any way no fucking people are just stupid Oh, let's check that out a little bit. That's, we just got, aggra- yeah. just got aggressive. Yeah. Ooh, I think the temperature in the room went up a couple of degrees. That's not the heater, Sam. It's you. I think I'm overheated. Oh, perfect. Ooh. Tell me about overheated, Sam. Overheated. Um, that's not how the song goes. I just am <laughs> losing my marbles a little. Um, this song is apparently about how she was scrutinized in 2020 after being photographed in a tight tank top following years of wearing baggier outfits. And this song is I'm listening to it right now. Yeah. It's I it it feels a little bit more positive than like she's like can't be deleted, can't be defeated. Yeah, exactly. Like I, she even says, like she's like, why is this news? Like, why do you want to kill me and tear me down over this? Like, I I don't care. I can't be, I can't be brought down. Right. She's it's empowering. Exactly. Like like she's not gonna cave and conform because she's built like everybody else, or she's not built how people want her to be built, or here and what have you. And I think it's really funny is that the end of the last track 
not my responsibility transitions directly into overheated. Mm, which is cool. Right, because they're connected. Like the subject matter is is connected. Yeah. So overheated, I I like it's it, you know, it's 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 good. Like uh, even like on an um on the level of like the how the song sounds, like the drum track is really nice and everything. But you know, she's like it's very positive. I'm overheated. Can't be defeated. Can't unbelieve it. Can't be repeated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the song itself is super groovy. Oh, yeah. I like the beat of it a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I also could shake my ass to this one. Oh, yeah. It is It is. Uh, it is the, a rump shaker, indeed. Yep. Then the next one, which is Everybody Dies. I love this one. I, I felt certain things during the song. Yep. It's because it starts out... Like when you come into it, it's kind of like it's almost like like light opera, like kind of like like the singing, mm-hmm. and it's like ethereal, very hymnal, yeah, very ethereal. First line, everybody dies, surprise, surprise. It's it, it's it's explicit in a different way. Like she's saying, everybody dies, surprise, surprise. Like to make it feel like we might be right, we might not be alone, and maybe in a couple hundred years they'll find another way. It's kind of a lot because it just it just directly confronts death. Yep. Yeah. It's everybody dies, sees Billy uh, contemplating death and trying to give listeners comfort in that death happens to everyone and that they are not unknown. However, she warns of the harsh truth. They might not want to die when it's time, but it's okay to be upset because they're loved. Like in the, in the lines, everybody dies. You know, maybe they'll find another way. I just wonder why you want to stay. If everybody goes, you'd still be alone. Mm. So it's like, what happens afterwards? We're not sure. When will I? Like, it's okay to cry. It's all right to fold. You're not alone. You're not unknown. Damn. Right. Right. Exactly. Like, it starts out depressing. And it's kind of like, like someone like puts like, like something over your shoulders like it's like comforting like it's like this yeah this shit sucks but it's it's all right yeah Mm -hmm. this song is so sad but it's so gorgeous i also love the alto range that she showcases in this one Mm -hmm. but then she sort of like switches into this like mixed belt when she does like the be alone and she drags out the note and it's just so gorgeous she has such fantastic and beautiful control over her voice and you can really hear it in this song Mm. it's just gorgeous even though it makes me want to cry yes and and then like even in the way that she says be alone it kind of like it gets like spacey and like very like echoey Right. highlighting the like be alone like the sort of like sharpness that was in her voice like before like the clarity is like fading out like oh you are alone yeah and so but, yeah. but then she brings you back in yes it's it's a good one everybody dies that's okay yeah just like everybody poops. Yeah. just like everybody poops that's true everybody poops everybody poops <laughs> i'm sorry the way, that you, the way that you said that made me laugh thank you <laughs> <laughs> um then comes to your power Mm. your power billy said on instagram this is one of my favorite songs i've ever written i feel very vulnerable putting this one out because i hold it so close to my heart this is about many different situations that we've all either witnessed or experienced i hope this can inspire change she also called the song an open letter to people who take advantage mostly men Mm. your power it 
sounds like it, it, just from when I was listening to it, it sounds like an older man taking advantage of a younger woman, like gaslighting and abuse. That's what I always thought it was as well. It has some really great lines because like my, my favorite line from it is, will you only feel bad when they find out if you could take it all back? Would you? No remorse until there's consequences. I, I yeah, really, this one is also really heavy. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like it's it's talking about like, you know, your power or the imbalance of power or the lack thereof of the narrator, whether whether or not that's Billy. Yeah. Yeah. For me, when I when this song first came out, I was sort of feeling like it was attributing to the power dynamic and differences in Hollywood. Okay. And sort of like connecting that to like the Me Too movement because there's like one line where she says like, would you only feel bad if it turns out that they kill your contract or something like that? Yeah, like that's that felt very specific to me. Right. So for me, when I all this time, I guess I always just thought that it was about, you know, a lot of the people in certain roles in Hollywood taking advantage of other people in certain roles and they only care about it when the media bashes them or takes their contract away and kicks them off of whatever project they're working on. That's the only time that like you ever hear about it. Like in, in not, not in every situation, but like there are situations where you're like, I didn't even know this, this happened. When did this happen? How long ago? Or like how, how recently? Why is no one saying anything? Like why, why did, like what, what happened? Like like, there's how many women that came forward? Like, yeah. Well, and then, yeah. And then, then even then like the, the amount of women that are uncomfortable because of surprise, surprise, your power right right like what the like, yeah and that's that's a whole that's a whole other can of worms that i don't think we have time to get into but yeah. like e- even taking directly from the song how dare you and how could you mm-hmm. like damn yeah no for sure um i like how minimal instruments there are in this song mm-hmm. i just i feel like it really emphasizes the lyrics and plus the guitar is super pretty so and Billy sounds beautiful as always, but oh yeah, she has a gorgeous voice. We know that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it just it's it, it underlines the the song just like just the guitar, and then it highlights her voice. Hmm. Excellent. So NDA. NDA is a song about the downside of fame. NDA samples "Show Me Love" written by Sergio Galoyan, Martin Kirsenbaum. So sorry. And Valerie Polianco from the tw- from the album 200 kilometers per hour in the wrong lane. Mm. And you all, you mentioned that it references her other songs. Like it 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 seems like it because like in some of her li- in like one of her lines it feels like it. Okay, so where where is it in the song because I totally didn't fucking write it down because I'm a goddamn idiot, but I will find it. So she says NDA like yeah, I made him sign an NDA. Once is good enough. All right. I've been having fun getting older. Didn't change my number. Made him shut his mouth. At least I gave him something he can cry about. I thought about my future, but I want it now. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So it's like maybe gave him something to cry about. Maybe that's maybe that's lost cause. That part's lost cause. But like yeah. in the other lines, it directly says the, the name of like the tracks of, of her other songs. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's very clever how she did that. I, I had to listen to that part twice because I was like, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. She's doing something. Let her cook. She's doing something. Yeah. I love how, like, I generally don't like autotune. Like, just as a, like, uh, if it's really heavily done, I don't really like autotune. Right. But she uses it. And I guess I should say Phineas, I'm assuming he produced this song, put it in so tastefully in this song. Like, I love how it makes her voice sound like a robot. It's very electronic, but you can still hear her actual voice through it. And that's why I think it's very tastefully done because it's not like straight up strictly autotune, but it's super cool. It's, It's very hard to explain, but it's very cool to hear. I, I agree. And then also, like going along with her voice, I really like the like the very like boom pow of the beat. Like you said it makes her sound like would you say it makes her sound like robotic or like like a robot? Yeah, it's sort of robotic. The the beat is like very constant, very like like throughout the entire song. And it kind of almost has like a mechanical sound to it almost. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. Like a little like higher. There's there's like there's almost like this like higher chirp in the background. Yeah, it I don't know. It, it just kind of it just kind of couples with that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like just imagine. Remember when we were talking about Taylor Swift, and we were talking about uh, what's that song that was in your top five about like um, oh peace. Mm-hmm. This is like the the the, the flip to to peace because because it's like the downsides of, of fame. Do you think I'd show up in a limousine? Like had to save my money for security. Um, I can barely go outside. I hate it here. Maybe I should think about a new career somewhere in Kauai where I can disappear. Oh yeah. It's interesting because it's like it's it's really it's showing like how fame changes not you, but the life that you have around you. Right, and probably also the perspective of life as well. Yeah. And then just whoever, whoever you're with, you have to get this person to sign an NDA or like if you're a celebrity, you have to like, typically you get, you sign up for like a prenup Mm -hmm. because it's like, you know, that's just, that's just how it works. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then after that track numero 14, therefore I am. The transition from NDA is so smooth. I just have to say that. I, yeah. They go to they go together for for whatever reason. When I first started listening to the the, the intro, if for like a half second, it sounded like bad guy. I don't know. I don't know why. That's just me. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah, but in the song, she's she she tells those who try to use her name for clout to cut it out because she's not their friend. A self directed music video was released on alongside the song, in which Billy is shown wandering through an empty mall, playfully grabbing snacks and drinks as she dances past the stores. She, she's told she's told out by security and runs out. Like I think so cute. It's really it's it's really fun. Also something that I've always wanted to do. And I even got to do when I worked as a mall security guard. It was really funny. Yeah, that's so cool. Oh, this yeah. is another bad bitch song. It is it is a bad bad bitch song. What mm-hmm. does like what does like what does the the song read for you, like especially like, lyrically? Because at least for me, she's like, "Get my pretty name out your mouth. I'm not your friend or anything. Damn, you think you're the man? Like, what the hell are you talking about?" Yeah, I I interpreted it the same way, pretty much. Like, she's referencing or speaking to these this person or people who are trying to like it kind of reminds me of the song who's laughing now by jesse J, 
Ooh, where it's like one. people are people are contacting her after she's famous, like trying to use her name, trying to pretend that they're friends, or like Billy says, use them for clout. And yeah, she's just like, stop it. We're not friends. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, she even says like, she's like, did you have fun? I really couldn't care less. And you can give them my best, but just know I'm I'm not your friend. And then right before right before that, she's like, I don't want your I don't want press to put your name next to mine. We're on different lines. Like yeah. I like we're, we're we're not connected the way that you think I am. Like we're not even in the same league right now. Like don't don't do that. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it that's what that's what makes it like so bad bitch is because it's like dis, it's like so dismissive. Like get out of here with that. We are not the same. Exactly. The song literally had me go like, you know, I'm listening to the song, like bopping my head. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. Like mm-hmm. it's a, it's like a justified teardown kind of like, um, what's that earlier song? Kind of like lost cause. Like she's like, she's tearing this, this person to shreds, but like you're on her side. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. She, she has this part in the middle that I also really enjoyed where she says, like I said earlier, like, did you have fun? I really couldn't care less and you can give them my best, but just know. Like she like just talks that. Like it's like she's just mm-hmm. like talking and then she just jumps back into the beat. Like it's it, it's sort of, sort of like a little interlude that I was like, fuck. The second time she does that line, she does like a little giggle at the end. Yeah. And it's so cute. Oh, yeah. Because it's like. It's it's it almost it tells like she can't be bothered like she's like she's mm-hmm. like I don't want you I don't want even want you associated with me cut it out uh, so the next track which is happier than ever and this one's my number three I mm. I really really loved this song I don't know if it it felt like like a triumph almost there's so much to it you know because when you first start the song it's it's in a different genre it's in a different even category than any of her other songs like it's like very classical she's like when i'm away from you like just like the piano like it almost sounds like this sort of like old time singers that are singing into like the metal Mm-hmm. like those old-fashioned microphones right like she sounds like such a crooner and mm-hmm. it, it was really nice my favorite part that she does in the intro where she says, give me a day or two, the way that she like leans into that to like the give me. Mm-hmm. I loved that. And it was like, it's like, so it's so sad because it's like, you know, when I'm away from you, I'm happier. I wish I can explain it better to tell me to tell myself what to do. Like, was I even on your way? Like when you were said you were passing through. Cause it's like, obviously it's, it's again, it's another song where it's like, Billy, or maybe it's not even about Billy. It, it could be. I don't want to assume. Right. But like, if the I'll just say the narrator, they obviously care or cared about this person. I knew when I asked you to be cool, what I was telling you, like you do the opposite of what you said you'd do, and that end up more afraid. Hmm. It's so sad that the first part, like right after that, she gets into. So if you really want to know when I'm away from you, I'm happier than ever. You know, right after that, like the like the the guitar sort of ends, and then the song changes, and it has like yep. thing where it's like it's on the rise. Like it starts out in such like a low place, and it just continues to rise. And like I said, that's why it's so triumphant, and it's so it's like it's insane because you know she's trying to connect with this person and is just being brushed off and cast aside. And then later 
you call me again drunk in your bends, but I'm wasting my breath because you only listen to your friends. And then she gets into, I don't relate to you because I'd never treat me this shitty. Mm-hmm. And then it gets, it's like, it's right. It gets into that. There's this one part where she says, and I don't talk shit about you onto the internet. And then just like the boom of like the, the beat, beat and then like the chorus, like everyone is singing with her and it's like mm-hmm. singing it with her and it's so high and it feels so good. Mm-hmm. All you, it's, it's, and then it, again, it takes a step up and all you did was make me fucking sad. So don't waste the time that I don't have and don't try to make me feel bad so good it's so it's it literally and she says just fucking leave me alone and then at the end when it's just like the music and like it just it hits this crescendo she's singing just like fuck you like in the background and it makes you feel it like in your chest man mm-hmm. it's great and that's why like it can't this song for me can't not be in my top three it's so insane it's ah, very powerful. Yeah. I also feel like the song like very much captures the album's essence as a whole and it connects it not only with obviously it's the title of the album but also like the cover. Like in the beginning when it's just the uke and like the telephone sounding vocals yes. like when she's singing into one of those old fashioned microphones. Yes. It it feels very much like that is the title track because of the way the album cover looks and that sort of old fashioned timeless photo mm-hmm. of her with the shawl and the muted sort of tan colors. It just, I feel like it, it connects, it connects very well. I think this was a good title track mm-hmm. of the album. It, it's, it's fantastic. I, I really like it. I really like the song. I like the lyrics and almost overcoming but like she's not there yet she hasn't overcome she's getting there and she's like realizing it as the song goes on and it's just it's just something else it's right seriously just something else like oh man it's it's awesome and like the the song like some of her songs have like similar themes like your power lost cause i didn't change my number i found myself and this is just pure speculation this is not this doesn't have anything to do with anything that billy has ever said phineas whatever this is just something that i was kind of like picking up on and it it was interesting because it's like it feels like like your power and the song are connected because they draw similar parallels like in the lines don't say it isn't fair you clearly weren't aware and you made me miserable so if you really want to know in this song and then uh and you swear you didn't know no wonder why you didn't ask and i thought that i was special you made me feel like it was my fault you were the devil from your power Mm. also similarly to lost cause where because like the musings of like the past relationship and then what this person didn't do and how it uh, made the narrator miserable and then I was discovering as the song was going on and as I listened to it more, because I even said, wait, and also uh, I didn't change my number, specifically the lines, because you only listen to your fucking friends from this song and, and, uh, and from, from uh, I didn't change my number and take it out on you and your best friend too. And your best friend friend too. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, I don't, they can be completely unrelated, but I was kind of like, ooh, these kind of fit. Oh, I'm, I was like, it's kind of like the, um, like Charlie and with the Pepe Silvio, like I'm in front of like the board. I'm like, these things fit somehow. 
<laughs> yeah. Why do these? Why am I feeling something? But yeah, that's just me being like, maybe I don't know. Oh, who knows? No, I, I, I feel like that fits. I, I, you know, just to me, it was just, it was just, I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. Food for thought. Yes. Yes. And then we come to the final track in the album, Male Fantasy. Male Fantasy. So the male fantasy is a common trope in which the entertainment industry is said to be dominated by straight white men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And thus, most of the media we consume is produced through that lens. There is a growing critique of how much media is engineered to, quote, appeal to the male fantasy, leaving women to be objectified or marginalized in the cultural cultural narrative. So while the nature of the male fantasy is not intrinsically sexual, it often can be. Striking fame at the age of 16, Billy is no stranger to this idea. She has publicly decried such efforts to both sexualize and demonize her body. This idea is also explored on Not My Responsibility, as we have discussed. Exactly. This is another gorgeous song. It this is one's really definitely pretty. not my favorite, and it's, I think, because it's the ending yeah. of the album, I definitely listen <laughs> to it the least. But it's gorgeous. Yeah, it, it, it kind of tends to happen when you're listening to songs in, in chronological order, like from like start to finish, because you have to get to the end. Um, but we still did because the album's great and we love it. So, male, but male fantasy, yeah, it leads to a lot of just like, it, like oh, when you think of it at its core, like the ob, the objectification and sexualization of like as if women are for men's pleasure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's like they they're only there to cater to you know whatever the the, the guys have to do, and it's it's sort of like right. it's sort of like remember from the fifties where it's like oh hey honey why are you so mad at me I just bought you a new oven and vacuum cleaner it's like yeah fuck face it's because it's just shit to do for the house. <laughs> What are you talking? What are you doing? They come home and they're like, "What do you mean dinner's not ready?" And meanwhile, the mom has like four children that are like screaming and and shitting themselves, and she's like, "What? What the fuck do you mean? What's for dinner? You <laughs> what make the, dinner." What the fuck? I have shit to do. Uh, this is this is these kids are my job all day. And he's like, "Yeah, honey, I just walked into the door. I'm still holding my coat, and I do not have a martini in my hand." Mm-hmm. Also, I just sat on my ass at a computer desk for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> How are the kids? I'm going to go to bed early and then not talk to them when they're older. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, exactly. No, that's that's so true. I can't wait to see how they are completely unable to project their emotions. This is going to be hilarious. <laughs> so, yeah, male fantasy just at its core. Ouch. But yeah. the guitar, like over the song, it's it's really pretty. I like the intro. Ditto. For whatever reason, like this song, the way that she does it, like the way that she layers her voice, it's it's really it's really really pretty. This is another like, it's one that's conflicting because the tone in which it's like sung and played is very like, ah, wow, I'm having a great time, and then she's like. That's satisfied. It's a male fa- a fantasy. I'm going back to therapy because I loved you then and I love you now. And I don't know how. Mm. Uh, mm. mm-hmm. Home alone, trying not to eat. Mm. Yeah. Uh, mm. Yeah. So those two things fighting. The song is fighting and it makes me very sad. Yeah. Ditto. Yeah. If I'm just getting over you or pretending to convince myself I hate you, can't get over you no matter what I do. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a great song. It's I I would listen to it again and again. Except it 
it just i i just want to just lay down in a pool of my tears yeah me too because it's not like because uh, I feel like I can only comment on it to a certain extent because I am the in the male demographic. Like I have the lived experience of being straight white cis male, and I don't have the perspective of being in the male gaze. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. I feel at least for me, I can only I can only take my perspective to a certain extent. To be like, yeah, that sounds awful. I I really sympathize for you, and I want to make the world better and different, so that you didn't have to that that this didn't have to be the way that it has been. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, and I really appreciate that because I think a lot of men, not I hate this phrase, not all, but a lot of men, You're right. I think, would sort of just either deny it or know that it's there and not do anything about it. The fact that you recognize that there is a male fantasy and recognize that even though you can support it and say good things or not good things, but you recognize that, that you don't always, that you don't fully understand it. I don't, yeah, exactly. I I don't know. I'm not a woman. That's why I don't tell women what to do with their bodies. Cause I don't have one. I just say leave everybody alone. Do, do whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. Like even at the base level, I don't care. Like mm-hmm. I can, I can see. It's it's like the thing that okay. Not that I don't care. It's it's that like I don't have your body. Do with it what you will. But even then, I'm fucking over here. Even if I'm a major dick face and I'm like women shouldn't be able to fuck. I'm like it's you know. Uh, Right, exactly. Like, it's not going to affect their lives in any way. It doesn't affect me. You do and be however you want to be and however you want to live. Do with your body. If you don't want to do this thing, the society expects you to do this thing. Do what you want, man. Don't hurt anybody. Be happy. And just, let's just all be cool. All right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just at its base. Holy shit. This is a long episode. <laughs> it is, but it's a good one. There's so much. We had a lot to say. We had a lot yeah, to say. We got very deep. We got very baso profundo in this episode. Yeah, we 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 did. We did the baso profundo. We did it. We did. Holy shit. Yeah. So yeah. what do you uh in, in closing thoughts, what do you think of the album? I really enjoy it. I was expecting a different sound from her when this first came out, when I first listened to it the first few times. Yeah. Because I I'm such a big fan of when we all fall asleep, where do we go? I was expecting it to, you know, be sound very similarly to that album, but I think it's different and I like it because it's different, you know? And I think she's just so anything she does is going to be so good because she's just so talented. And I like the emotions that are conveyed throughout the album. I think it's very different and unique from a lot of albums in the music industry, but especially for her. I would completely agree. Like so. I, I, I really, I hadn't listened to a lot of Billy before this. And you know, that's just, that's just the, uh, the, the, the experience that, that I've had is just like, you know, I 
it's just not the type of music that I typically interact with. And like I've heard about Billy and I heard about and seen stuff that she had done in the past. Like I just thought she was a generally cool person before this. But like mm-hmm. listening to her music, uh, like again, I'll just say I was I was very pleasantly surprised. Not because I'm like, wow, her music's actually good. Like I would, that that was never my concern. But it was that like it was I vibed with it so hard and that like lyrically it is so incredibly dense and complex. And mm-hmm. I found myself like on almost every track, there was something for me that I didn't think that I could find and that I didn't see initially going into it. And the only song that I had listened to before diving, you know, head first into the album was Happier Than Ever. So I had thought that a lot of the songs were going to be like that. And that they were going to follow a similar tone. But the album has been so varied, so up and down, all over the place in the best of ways. Because so many of the tracks hold so many different things. And, and some things go hand in hand. Like it's just, it's it's like a spider web. Like it's like so stretched out. But like it's all connected. And it just all, it is it's like a testament that like Billy can do so many different things. And it's like, that's Billy. Like, right. this, like this is her essence. Yeah. No, I totally agree. It's so, it's so great. Like I'm, I'm definitely going to listen to more Billy after this, just because it was sort of like, it was sort of like with Taylor Swift where I was like, I, in a different way, I feel like I will listen to more Billy than I will Taylor Swift, and I mm-hmm. I will catch some flack for that. I understand, but that like it's it's like like Taylor Swift. I was like I didn't know what to expect going into it. I kind of had a biased view, and I was my view has changed, and I'm like wow, this is oh, this, I love it. This is great. Yeah. In 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 closing words for Billie Eilish, happier than ever, she offered some perspective on the album title, sharing something her mom said to her. When you're happier than ever, that doesn't mean you're the happiest that anyone's ever been. It means you're happier than you were before. Oh, I like that. And I think that's where we're going to end it. Yeah. This seems like a pretty good note to go out on. Yeah. Go out with a bang. I've had a great time. This album was an absolute Me delight. Me too. And say, even, even though I suggested the episode, I'm glad you could share it with me. Oh, thank you. Me too. Oh, totally. So I, 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 this was, this was great. I had a great time, but um, this is not the end of Beso Profundo uh, for you can find us on other locales and places where you can enjoy our content. Sam, tell them where we can be found at. (laughs) <laughs> you can find us on Instagram at Beso Profundo Podcast. And on Twitter at Beso Profundo underscore also, wherever podcasts can be found. Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, LimeWire. I don't know. LimeWire. LimeWire, Napster. Oh, my God. Throwback. Throwbacks. I know. To How 2005 of us. I know, right? But all right, everybody, that's going to be it for us. Rate us five stars and we love you. Yes, we love you. Thank you for listening. Okay, bye. See you. Later. Adieu.